up a face, dude. Ha! <laughs> Why does he have human hair? Yeah. He's gonna come over and pull on your pant leg. <laughs> and then just ejaculate You guys were split up, did some hard labor. I think what, Boyd, you got a frog and a wooden spoon. And you Fork, fork. Fork, sorry. Yes, right, we rolled for that. And you also made friends I wouldn't call it friends. You've made the acquaintance of Poe, one of the Quagoth. And uh you were doing that with Shushar and Stool. And what else happened? So Donnie <laughs> So there are two different instances of Drow getting kicked off the edge of something. One was uh, Donnie uh, kicking one of the Drow off into the waterfall, which splashed into the pool 100 feet below, which uh, was where Grimsby and Sereth and uh, Prince Darendil were filling barrels with water. And it was attacked by the ooze, and then Grimsby took it upon himself to push his guard on top of the ooze-covered drow that fell in the pool and uh, ran away and took the visage of that elite guard. What else happened? Raylan also threw his guard off the edge um, while Elda fainted. And who else is in the party? Oh, yeah, Sherwin. And Sherwin got, what do you get? Poison crossbow bolt that was in some of the refuse in the Quagoth pen. Looks when like he was. walked into some folks fucking... And he got his book back. Yeah, he got his book back, yep. And he walked into some banging of uh, Junior Priestess Asha and some some lowly guard. And uh, Raylan tried to force himself on Asha. It didn't happen. <laughs> that, is, that is a flagrant misrepresentation of the way that that went. <laughs> Then you just like you say you like derobed and just like walked into her like personal space like inches of her face well, or something. He yeah, it was a carefully crafted maneuver. That's <laughs> <laughs> they all say. Uh, and then uh, while all that after that all that happened, the uh, the signal horn went off to bring you back to your pen uh, for meal time, which everyone got in their pen and. Uh, and as they were distributing the meals, one of the Quagoth uh, carefully counted, recounted, and saw that we were one prisoner short, which is Grimsby, who is standing outside the cell, uh, still with about 30 minutes left on his spell uh, in the visage of uh, one of the elite guards. And then after that happened, um, there was a nonverbal exchange between Grimsby and the low-level guard about who should report this to Ilvara, and the low-level guard has left to go tell Ilvara that one of the prisoners is missing. And that is where we are. <clears throat> so right now, uh, the guard just took off, uh, sp sprinting through the uh, one of the stalactite towers on his way down. Uh, Grimsby, you can see from your vantage point that he walks into the tower right beside you. <clears throat> And then um, exit the other side and goes down across that bridge over the waterfall. So he's making his way down there. So now you imagine there's only probably several minutes until someone is going to react to the prisoner being missing. Are we keeping this current uh, light source thing? Because we have already seen all of this. Yeah. Uh, what light source thing do you mean? So, like, I mean, I can only see... Shadowing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's your current vision. So you can't see things. You can't see everything from where you're standing. There's like physical barriers. Okay. <clears throat> so right now, it just looks like there's a elite guard, which is Grimsby, uh, guarding the cell. And oh, yeah, I guess we... We agreed that uh, the guard, when running running off in his confusion, uh, did not lock the cell. So oh. it's closed, but it is unlocked. Oh, I don't remember that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't say it. Yeah, I, 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 it was my intention, but then, yeah, Sorry. we just, we just yeah, rolled my, for my, it. My roll 100, my D100 was for the unlock or lock, and I rolled an unlock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. that's right. You had like seven, right? So the low-level guard was just kind of confused and didn't know what to do. The first time this has probably ever happened to him. And his, you know, his senior, uh, the elite guard, just told him to leave to go get uh, to report what happened. So he just Stand left. By. Now, I don't, you don't know. Well, let's see, Grimsby, anyone close to the uh, cell actually knows that it's unlocked. But some of the other probably residents of the cell do not realize it. Yeah, I don't think I would realize I'm all the way back here. So I'm going to come up here right? close to close to Raylan and whisper, It's me, Grimsby. It's me, Grimsby. You probably couldn't hear my actual whisper. It's me, Grimsby. The door is unlocked. I don't think he, I don't think he realized that he didn't lock the door. <clears throat> and Raylan uh, kind of squints at him a little bit. Would he know that, like, Furball can do this? Um, well, Rangers can do it, right? No, this is a Furball ability. Probably not, I would say, unless you had some interaction with them in your background, or if you are, maybe if you got proficiency in history. Well, they're, like, also or giant kin, right? Or, or Arcana. Something. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think give me an intelligence in check. Arcana. Yeah. All right, give me a roll Arcana. Say okay. Ooh. Yeah, you would know that they are capable of that and um, speaking with animals and plants and whatnot, too. He kind of like uh, leans back and has a like a questioning look on his face. And then he seems to like realize, oh, yeah, right. They can do that. And he kind of leans in a little closer and asks, have you seen a safe place where we could get to? I haven't seen one specifically. I know to the north of me, there's another cell, and even further up, there's a like a landing, a landing area where there's another egg, where there's an exit or entrance. But I think, that's all uh, I've seen from the interaction you guys had. I think there was like a little powwow right when you guys got back, where you said you exchanged the information that was gained, <laughs> and that's how you got like the layout of the uh, the facility. So you would yeah. know that that room at the very north was the Quagoth pen. That's where uh, Gizmo was, uh, Sherwin was cleaning. Um, so there's just a huge pen full of Quagoth. And the uh, then there's a little guard outpost as well at the very north of the uh, cavern. But in terms of, like, if you were to walk north in this, you're just kind of going up. It kind of just goes north. It's going up the cliff, kind of. But and, there's uh, another... go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you... Let me say, there's a guard. I can see in my field of view. There's a guard at the at the other end of this bridge to the north of me. A real guard. <clears throat> Is he alone? I think so. I'm not sure. I can go take I can go take a walk in a moment and check. I don't know if any of us knows the way out. He says aloud. I, I don't whisper know. back to Raylan. 
but uh, that Jimmy Jamma guy, he knows. He's he he talked to the guard, and he said and he said that I owed him. And I look at Jim and Jam, and say, "Your name is Jim Jam." <laughs> what you doing over here talking to this guard? I don't think he actually ever introduced himself to Grimsby, but that's fine. Yeah, Jim Jim Jam. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been listening intently the whole time, and he he's probably well. He he's the only uh prisoner that obviously has picked up on the fact that Grimsby is not a guard. Um, well, I was I was in the pen originally, and I think that's when everybody. We were all talking. I was I was there at that point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I don't think anybody really talked to Jim Jam that much actually, in terms of uh, all the initial interaction. But he'll uh, he'll speak up, and as soon as he starts speaking up, it'll grab the ear of Bopito, and Bopito will like kind of creep closer. Um, so he kind of like Jim Jam has. Uh, I've been trying to like think of a character to represent him, even though I can't <clears throat> if I can't pull off the voice. So, do you know uh, Old Gill from The Simpsons, the used car salesman? <laughs> that's that's what I'm yes. going for. So he's like he'll try to pull out his collar when he's talking, and um, he looks like he's always sweating, but he'll, uh, he'll look oh, at him. You you old Jim Jam here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jim, you looking for a way out, huh? Maybe old Jim Jam can get you out of this jam, huh? How about is that you? And uh, you also who I forget who who you mentioned it to. I think maybe it was Raylan, but Jim Jam also did mention that he thinks he knows where like everyone's gear is stored. Yeah, I think it was me. <clears throat> so uh, Raylan takes a quick look around the room. Like, is there any like bales of hay or like? Shit no. or garbage all, that you all can the, hide stuff in. All the lines on the ground are like this, like uh, pacing marks, people's feet. Um. So let's see. Um, there could be hey. some refuse, but roll me uh, a one hundred. Let's see if there's anything in here. What are you looking for? Just like if we were to go get stuff, is there a way to hide it, even briefly? I'd say you could probably get enough. There's like enough refuse and things in here to hide something. Uh, we'll say, we'll say the size of a, of a fist. <laughs> okay. So uh, Raylan just kind of frowns as and, he looks around the room. And that means like he, 100% concealing something the size yeah. of a fist. He leans down to uh Bupido and Jim Jam and ask them in a hushed way, like, are he's like, forgive my innocence, but are you like surface gnomes where you have an ability or an affinity with illusion? Uh, let me check. So, Dar- uh, Bepito will immediately speak up and say, mm, I'm not a gnome. And, uh, and Raylan just holds his palm up to him like, yeah, I know, just relax. And let's hold on, let me grab his sheet real quick. I think he does. In that not at all patronizing way. Mm, of course. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes. Are we hearing this now since I'm standing there? Mm, yeah. And they're speaking. Jim Jam and uh, Bapito and Eldith are the only ones that speak common. All right, and, and the orc to an extent. Um, what, are, what are you speaking right now, Raylan? Common. Okay. So, yeah, he will say... Um, Jim Jam will explain that as long as that he's in the caves underground somewhere, 
that uh, he's pretty good at sneaking about. If we ran, ran off to get some gear, could you hide it in here? Um, he looks around the room and uh, he looks at you. He's like, I don't know. Any, anything you behold might be too big for me to hide. But uh, uh, I think uh, the best way to do it is uh, whenever we do make our dash, and I don't know what the plan is, but uh, we just stop by and grab it and it run out. Guys, I got an idea. We can talk to Sarath. Sarath knows this place. And Sarath is just sitting broodingly at the back of the cave, like always. So I'm going to hit him in the head with my with my mental speaking. Does he, sp- he doesn't speak common, does he? No. No. So I'm going to hit him in the head. I'm going to no, just walk over till stool. Stool, do your thing. I need to talk to Sarath. Do you want to do this so that everyone is in the bubble? For the, yeah, uh, so I want everybody, like, I'm going to... I want to call them over here, but like, Sarath won't understand me. I guess hand motions, maybe. Mm, he kind of rolls his eyes and he, he gets up and he walks over with you. Let's just place you guys in a way that Grimsby can get caught in this as well. Yeah, and then Adam still do his thing. So you see, Stool. This is the third time today he's done this. So once he uh, Stool uh, excitedly you know, bobs up and down, and poof, big cloud of spores just fills this whole space. Um, everybody within 10 feet of them uh, is in contact with the spores and uh, you also notice Boyd for the first time after Stool has done this that he's like his color kind of drains a little bit like he Uh-oh. has exhausted all of his spores to do this oh little buddy yeah he might need a rest before he can do it again um, so okay yeah now you guys are mentally connected Sarah speaks up it's like what do you want Okay, Sarah, how would you feel about getting out of here? Alive. I have entertained the thought. We can we can get out of here and then we can get to we can get you and our little buddy here to the Neverlight Grove. He looks around the room. It's like he says, um, I don't think everyone wants to go there. Where are you going? I said you two. Me? Mm, I don't know. Where am I going? I'm just trying to get out of here. To the surface then? Sure, but we need you because you, you're the only guy I think that knows this place in and out. He, uh, he knowingly grins. And he's like, that's right. And um, he says, yeah, if you... Uh, so what he'll do is he'll explain that... Because um, he used to work here. Um, down on the ground floor. So down where Grimsby was earlier, uh, collecting water. Uh, if you were to make your way down there, there are three different exits from this cavern um there's one exit north one exit west and one exit south um if you were to go north it takes you directly to but he's just telling us he's not holding anything back no he's he's giving you the information whether or not he participates probably depends on what the actual plan is um one second all right taking you north will take you it's like it's winding it's long but it'll take you to menzo baranzan and menzo baranzan is like the drow new york city um so once he mentions the north exit almost everyone um including uh Sarath, does not advise going that way um because it's an easy way to get picked up by the drow 
However, it's very close to Blindenstone. And Blindenstone, um, so basically I'm just gonna try to summarize this without doing all nine, 10 different NPCs uh, RP between each other. Um, Jim Jam, Topsy and Turvy, who are the twin deep gnomes, uh, those three want to get to Blindenstone. Blindenstone is a like deep gnome city. And Blindenstone is what everyone here will suggest is the uh, closest exit to the surface. However, Blindenstone is about uh, 30 days travel from where you are now. Uh, in between there, though, there are some other stops that the other guys in the cell want to go to. So uh, Neverlight Grove is about another 20 days away. Gracklestug, which is where Bapito and... Yeah, only Bapito, actually. Bapito wants to go. Gracklestug is a Drugar city. Um, so Bapito would like to go there. However, Sarath really does not want to go there. So he will um advise going there because they hate the drow and he they also trade with the drow and he's where he's going to get picked up and the other option or the other city along the way and the closest city actually to where you are now is uh Slupadop. Slupadop <laughs> is where shushar is from it's a city full of the kuatoa which are the fish people um so if you go north, it goes right to Menzo Branzen, which everyone advises not going to unless there's, for some reason, you guys really want to go there. Um, but that's going, like after all these other stops. Yeah, so um, Menzo Branzen is very close to Blindenstone, which is close to the surface exit. However, there is a roundabout way. Um, so if you go west, path will take you to the Dark Lake, which is, uh, they'll explain to you, is a huge underground network of lakes and rivers that it's almost used like a highway almost in the underdark it's extremely dangerous so usually only the kuatoa or um there's lots of uh durgar keelboat boatmen basically what baba was <laughs> baba's background um who ferry people around the dark lake um so if you were to use the dark lake to get to the, these different locations um you can cut your travel time down or you can travel by land. Um, um, so west will take you to the Dark Lake, and then from the Dark Lake you can quickly get to Gracklestug, which is the Jurgar city. And then from Dra Gracklestug you can get to Neverlight Grove, and from Neverlight Grove you can get to Blindenstone. Kind of imagine you're on the east point of a lake, and you walking around the lake going south. So going south, you hit Slupadop, and then you hit Gracklestug, and then you're on the west side of the lake, and by the time you get to the west side, that's where Blindenstone is. And then the exit is somewhere around there. So that's going west? Yeah. The west pass will take you to Dark Lake, basically. The first thing you'll hit going west is Dark Lake. If you go south, um, it goes directly towards Gracklestug without hitting the lake. But it's a longer path. So if you can get the sloop adopt, Shushar will explain that... Um, if everyone is willing to go to sloop adopt, which... Everyone except, well, let's see, Ront, the Orc, Eldath, the Dwarf, they're not really familiar with the Underdark in general, so they're just they're just agreeing with what everyone else wants to do. Um, and also Prince Darendel as well, since he claims to be an elf from the surface, also doesn't know much about the Underdark. So he's just agreeing with what everyone else wants to do. 
And uh, but when Shushar mentions it's going to Slupadop to get supplies and says maybe he can arrange a welcome for you, um, that you could probably pick up a boat there to use on the Dark Lake. But everyone is very seem all the other NPCs seem very skeptical that the Kuatoa will accept them because the Kuatoa not dissimilar to the Drow they do take on slaves sometimes, but they're uh, extremely erratic and easily confused people. So it's very easy to outsmart them, um, figure out a way to, of getting out of capture or um, convincing them that you're like merchants or something like that. You know, there's ways to get around it. But Shushar seems pretty confident that he can get you in. If you want to go straight to Gracklestug, um, Bupito seems to be the best guide for Gracklestug, but walking there is dangerous. So... Boat traveling by boat through the dark lake seems to be the fastest route, but um, you're gonna have to stop at Sloopadop to get a boat if you want to do that. Otherwise, it's a walk down to Gracklestug. Would Sarth know where they got us from? Like how they got us? Because we only traveled for like two days, right? Sarth does is not really familiar with the surface that much, so it's kind of difficult. If you say like Everland, he doesn't really know where that is. Um, okay, but. He says that, uh, in general, yeah, unless there's like some, uh, some special circumstances or some, um, in a directive from Menzo Baranzan, the drow in this outpost are not going to go that far away. And that, and by that far, I mean, they're not going to travel like six or seventh month journey or something like that. So he guesses that you're probably, it'll probably take you about 30 days of, eight like of solid travel each day um to get back where you are that's I'm if like, you were I'm to really like confused by that why is that I'm like it only took us two days to get here but it would take us 30 days to get out no it took you more than two days to get here you were like in and out of consciousness the whole time and traveling okay. through the darkness and having no way to track time what's that let's ask sarah where the elevator goes that goes down to the floor to the cave floor oh it just goes down it doesn't go up no it goes down I thought it went out. Okay. Yeah, so you guys are here. Let me show you real quick. That side cut map. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's loading slow. Why? It's a huge file. Yeah, it was a big image. I, I learned more about file Everybody's sizes after I loaded up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Um, but yeah, you guys are essentially elevated to this top of this cavern. And that lift takes you to the bottom, to the floor. It's about 100 okay, feet down. Got you. And as he is explaining kind of like your different options, um, the way that these, these are all NPCs, right? They're, they look to you guys as leaders, leadership, basically your adventurers. They don't have nearly the skill that you guys have for the most part, unless you put them in some sort of real predicament or some situation that goes against everything that they stand for. They're pretty much going to follow your lead. Um, Sarath, while being very knowledgeable about everything, he's not stupid. He has no interest in running around the Underdark by himself. Does Sarath know where the gear is? Um, he kind of reconfirms what uh, Jim Jam says. Oh, he doesn't. He's not as confident as Jim Jam, but yeah, more than likely, anything that's any special gear, anything that looks interesting, like 
magical components or magic weapons or items or anything like that would be with the uh, High Priestess Ovara in her chambers, more than likely. And any of the normal gear, uh, especially gear that's made out of metal, like swords and metal armor and whatnot, usually get uh, redistributed uh, to the guards, so it'll probably be in the armory. And um, anything like your rations and... Uh, like papers and shit like that, like blank sheets of paper and stuff. They probably dumped off into the pool. Yeah. And Sarah will provide some additional information that Jim Jam did not, which that is that the guards. So there's an armory that's there to outfit the entire outpost, but each individual guard has like a cot um, in their chambers and underneath the cot there, usually they have like a little chest to store their personal belongings. And a lot of times they have like suits of Jesus Ivy. <laughs> my dog just like threw my door open slammed it against the wall um underneath each guard's cot there's like a little chest with um maybe some weapons maybe some money or some personal belongings in there too so you have the armory ovara's chambers and the guards uh personal personal quarters um probably the has thing some i want to do is i want to toss my toad to grim's Toss yeah, your toe? Toss your toe. My toad. My frog. It's a frog, dude. You found it in a fucking thing of water. And I want Grimms to talk to it. And tell it what? I can't understand it. I thought you understand animals. No, I can talk to them, but I can't understand oh, them. Oh, you can't understand them. Alright, then I guess I'm not doing that. <laughs> Alright, so you didn't do that. I throw the frog at him and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so there is a lot of information uh, sharing through here, and uh, basically everyone is, has been listening now, um, and they're all on board with leaving. Alright, plan it out. Um, however, let's see, so just some housekeeping, Grimsby, I'm going to say you have about 10 minutes left on that spell. And, uh, what else? What else, what else, what else? Yeah, so they Jim Jam will also tell you that, well, he doesn't tell you that. You guys would feel it. While you can't see the sun and you don't know what time it is, you would equate this to being pretty late in the day and you guys are kind of tired. Um, you would probably be eating, well, you just finished eating, but be resting soon after this, like a long rest. Did so, we downtime the trip to the food thing where they brought us food, right? Yeah, they brought you food. Okay, I wanted to like keep half of it, like okay. whatever. If it or was it like all wet stuff? It was like a it was like a gruel, like a soup, a mushroom soup. Okay, well I only. Okay, never mind. That lands out the window. Can we jam? Hey guys, what can we can we jam something in the door so that they can't lock it, and then Grimm's pops back in and out of form. That way, when they come back, it's like, oh, no one's gone. You just miscounted. Can I do that? Can I can I erase my or can I go back to normal without and then Yeah, you can, you do can it turn it off. You, want. you can turn it off whenever you want, yeah. And then I still have the ten minutes or what? Or no. am I just finished with it? No, no. then it's done. It's gone. And uh Raylan kind of is listening very carefully to all the information and he kind of lays it out as like, I think we have maybe two choices. We act now while we know for sure that this gate is open and we have basically a guard on our side. 
you could try to grab a little bit of a, everybody's equipment if it's in one place, and we can make a break for it now. Or we can repeat this plan at another time with more preparation. Hopefully, Grimsby can do it again and pull it off, and we can little by little get all of our supplies or more of our supplies and more information. We can try it again. And Sherwin will remind you guys that he did sneak his, his uh, thieves' tools into his boot when you guys got captured. So he could oh, okay. uh, try to pick the lock in case it does get clocked again. And Jim Jam will also tell you that um, he'll just kind of thumb to the bowls on the floor. And he's like, yeah, they're going to come back to get these at some point too today. Okay, can we interact with Sherwin or should we try not to? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to make him sound okay. like uh, Professor Frank from The Simpsons though. Glavin! <laughs> the drown, so, the poison, uh, and the hurting. Oh. When he uh when he mentioned about the the thieves' tools, Raylan kind of says, Well, why there while there's a friendly guard here, can you gimmick the lock now ahead of time and be sure that they won't be able to lock it? Indubitably. <laughs> and he'll walk over. And uh Raylan just calls out like is there anybody that can help does anybody know how to do this kind of thing uh jim jam will give him the assist damn so before um before uh jim jam can even attempt to help him sherwin's just like mm, i have this my gnomish friend and he wiggles his fingers around the key or the hole and he takes one of the pins from his uh, thieves tools and he grabs a, a couple mushrooms from somebody's gruel and he like shoves it in there in a way and he's like yep I think we're good to go okay good that it's, means uh, we can it's get open in enough that the key will go in and probably turn but not open enough to where it'll close the hammer and actually lock it great so he turns to Grimsby and says Grimsby can you get a little bit of equipment right now out of the armory just like enough that it looks like you would be you know equipping yourself or maybe yourself and one other person i have only about 10 minutes so i have to be very fast but i can try does that sound reasonable with how far away stuff is or would he be sweating it depends on uh what he ran into along the way I've got that map of where am I going? So the where are you trying to go? The armory? Yeah. The armory is where you saw Asha the first time, which is the stalactite immediately to the left of you. It's um Sherman will tell you that he saw it. Um it's on the second level of that stalactite. So you'd walk in and you would have to climb down a, a rope ladder. Ilvara is here too, right? She is and uh they will tell you that Ilvara's chambers is actually the second stalactite down, as well as uh, Shore, the um, favorite elite guard. He is in there as well. We don't want to run to that lady again. Can I ask Jim Jar, Jim Jam, to teach me a few words just so that I can say, uh, get out of my way and leave, shut up, example. Can, can, can he teach me a few of those? Uh, yeah, he'll teach you those words. I'm trying to see what would be like a good way to <laughs> to see if he can actually recall it. What? So how many how many phrases do you want to know? Uh, 
see. I'm gonna say three phrases. That seems like a good. Okay. Which phrases? I'm gonna say, um, yes, no, and shut up. So he explains oh, each of those. Here. And uh, hello, hello to you too. Oh, Donnie's uh, here. Donnie woke up from his food coma. His food coma. Coma. <laughs> his gruel coma. Hi, y'all. Uh, yeah, I'll just catch up. You guys were. Oh, man. Fucking good gruel. <laughs> oh, guys. Alright, so what are you guys doing now? I forget where I was. Well, so did, did he teach me those phrases? Am I good to go? Yeah, he taught you the phrases, and then when he taught you the shut up one, too, he's like, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea, but I'll tell you it anyways. And uh, Oh, can, can he teach me one more? Sure. Thank you. Oh, okay. You're going to say shut up and thank you? <laughs> and love. Okay, right. so can I... And I want to stealth my way and go ahead and do it because I'm running out of time. Okay, so roll stealth. Nice. Woo! Nice. <clears throat> All right. So... And now where am I... Am I going to the one to the left? The left is where it is, right? You want to go to the armory, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's just this one next to us, right? Or is that the one up here? In the north. No, that's the one right next to you. Okay. There is no stalactite to the north. It's just this one to the left. That's the first one. Okay. Okay. So you walk up to it. What are you gonna do? Just do you wanna just gonna pop open the door? Uh I want to listen at the door with can I use this same stealth to do that or do I have to No listening is perception. Alright, well I'm gonna listen at the door first. Okay, you hear like somebody in there kind of whistling a an elvish tune. Okay, I want to I want to stealth open the door to see if I can tell where they're looking without them noticing me. Okay, you slowly open the door. Wow, again. <laughs> uh, you don't have to roll stealthy each time. Okay. Opening the door isn't stealth anyways. Okay, so oh, whatever. you crack the door open, and you can see in there. Okay, and is this the room where there's going to be a rope for me to, a rope ladder for me to climb down? Yeah, you can see somewhere about the center of the room. There's a, uh, a square cut out of the floor, just a stone opening, no lid on it. It's just open with a rope that goes down. Can I reasonably get in there and go down the rope without that guy seeing me? Mm, that's very difficult, likely. Um, Right now, he doesn't notice you. He's whistling and kind of looking down at his hands. Or looking down at... Looks like he's twiddling a dagger in his fingers or something. And uh, just kind of passing the time, really. Okay. All right, well, I'm just going but to... But the, uh, the room itself is, like, it's pretty barren. He's, like, just sitting on it. There's a table, a couple chairs, the opening in the floor. So I'm going to... Can I alter my... Uh, appearance at the moment, or am I stuck with it? I think you're stuck with it. So I can't. So I can't like uh, have. Well, read, I can't like. Read, say, read I the, can't. Uh, I want to put my sword down, basically, yeah. and just say I don't have a sword, you know, because that's part of the illusion too, isn't it? Yeah, you take on all of his gear. Read what's the wording on the spell. If it says you can rework it, then you can rework it. Otherwise, I would say that would just be like a reimagining of it, a reusing of the spell. 
I shouldn't say, so I guess not. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to walk in casually and make my way to the square where the... Although I don't, I don't see where exactly I'm going. Okay, so you're not stealthing right, anymore, right? Yeah. You're just walking in like it's like you're you're part of the crowd. I'm being quiet since I still have my twenty stealth, but yeah, I'm just going in normally. All right, just just so you know, once he sees you, though, he sees you, so it's not yeah, like you fine. can reapply yourself. Okay, so you walk in and he he pops his head up and he sees you and he kind of just nods to you, keeps looking at his dagger. Actually, no, sorry, let me rephrase that. Since you are his superior, he sees you walk in, and he nods to you, and he straightens up his spine, and he's sitting more vigilantly now. Okay, so with that, I'm going to look him straight in the eye and tilt my head out to that door to the south, and you know, as if I'm telling him, get out of here. <laughs> um, all right, so you're just going to tilt your head at the door, and you're trying to convey for him to get out? Well, I'm do I'm doing it sternly, so I'm you know looking at him and I'm kind of <laughs> with my with my head, not head banging, but yeah. All right, uh, roll persuasion. Not that he wouldn't go; it's just he doesn't understand you. Oh fuck, Christ! <laughs> uh, he kind of gives you a confused look, and he he nods back to you like as a as a <laughs> it's like he's saying hello. All right, well that. That works out fine. I'm just, I'm going to make my way to the ladder and go down then, unless he tries to stop me. No, he doesn't stop you. He just, you know, he takes notice of you going down and he just stays there. So, okay, you, so just... you drop down to the second level and, uh, one second, let me pull up the description real quick. Uh, let's see. All right. So, hmm. yeah, so you drop down in there and, uh, you see one empty chair, um, and you see uh, three different chests there, all spread out through the room. Three large Zerkwood uh, chests. Okay. Are they locked? Uh, they do not appear to be locked. I'm a big, big furbolg, and I can carry a ton of shit. And I've got this, this, this uh, magic disguise. Can I carry everything at once and just make it look like I'm I, I'm not actually carrying anything since well, I've got my disguise? At this point, you don't know what's in the chest, so I couldn't tell you if you'd carry it all or not. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's open. Let's just open the first one in front of me. Let's see what's in there. Um, this chest appears to hold uh, armor. So there are six chain shirts, six studded leather suits of armor, uh, six shields in that chest. Okay, so just to, just in the first part, I'm going to re-equip myself then, because I had studded leather leathers, and uh, I'm going to carry my shield. And then, let's see, we've got. I'm going to carry. Actually, is there a bag in there? Uh, every in what's in that first chest you opened is what I just explained. Okay, can I? I'm going to search for. Is there a bag in the room? You do not see a bag in the room. You just see the three chests. Can I go ahead and open the next chest? Okay. Uh, so you open that one, and this appears to hold weapons. You see uh, 20 cases of hand crossbow bolts, and each case looks like it has about 20 bolts in it. Uh, you see six short swords, 10 daggers, and uh, that's it. Okay, and can I open the last one? And the last one looks like it has some gear. Um, looks like there's four 
really long coils of silk rope. It's hard for you to tell how long they are in this current state, but um, pretty long. And uh, two building hammers. So, and uh, wait, two building hammers, yeah, and two bags of iron spikes. Okay. Uh, and, sorry, six bags of caltrips. Okay. Caltrips! <laughs> <laughs> and while you are digging through that, coming from the north down to the cell, um, anyone at the front of the gate will see a quagoth come lumbering back holding some uh, empty trays. And you recognize it as the one that distributed the bowls earlier. Okay. Um, what's my... He'll walk up to the gate and kind of look around, looking for a guard, it seems like. Kind of just waiting. This is so back at the cell. I... What's that, Donnie? This is back at the cell, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, Donnie's going to be like, come on, give us a grub. He already gave it to you. He's coming to collect the bowls. Oh. <laughs> okay. Nice. I'm... So I can carry. How much do you? How much would that all weigh if I potentially carried it? <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. And there is no there is no bag, correct? There's no bag. Nowhere. So I can only carry what I can carry on me. Yeah, you still got all your gear in your sheet, so. Oh yeah, sorry. Hold on. He should be able to carry a shitload. Not saying that yeah. it's. Yeah, I say there's... this with no uh, vote for or against, but since he's of he does he have that like extra carrying capacity thing too? He does. Well, so but I count he, as he's large. Not carry all of it. So I count as large though, so I can carry up to however many pounds that is. All right, let's do it this way. Um, if Grimsby is going to like sit, stand there, and kind of feel around how heavy everything is and try to gauge how much you can carry um you're gonna yeah, run out of time on your spell so just grab what you want right. to grab throw it in your equipment and then if you're encumbered you're encumbered if you're not you're not okay i'm going to so i've already re-equipped myself with my shield and my studded leathers i'm going to carry uh five or i'm going to carry three chain shirts and two more studded leathers I'm going to grab, uh, I'm going to grab six short swords. I'm going to grab four short swords and two daggers. Okay, wait, so and, are you taking uh, any of the uh, non-weapon armor gear? I'm, gonna, I'm taking some of the. I'm going to take four shield. Four shield as well. Okay, and is that including or not including the one you already have on you for your yours? Uh, or uh, plus one for me, plus, plus mine. Okay. And then I'm also going to I'm going to carry those ropes, the silken ropes, okay, and the caltrips. And there is you said crossbow bolts but no crossbow, right? Right. Ah, oh, shit. I misread this. Yep, sorry. There's cross hand crossbows in there as well. Six of them. Okay, if I I'm going to carry all of them then. This is going to be ridiculous. All I'm right. going to be Can you... <laughs> I'm walking very slowly. So, so uh it's not just me like in silence putting this here can you try to add all this onto your sheet while i'm taking care of the quagga thing over here yeah okay so just go ahead and like roll 20 and just add it to your equipment <clears throat> okay so the quaggoth comes over the thing and uh he's just like looking around for uh, a guard and doesn't see anything and he kind of lumbers back and forth in front of the gate 
and uh, looks like he's going to reach out to try to open it to see if he can come in there to get his bowls. And uh, Raylan just like whispers sharply to Sarath, tell him some bullshit about the guards going to be right back so he doesn't come in. Uh, so Sarath uh, gives you a nod and he moves over and he uh, exchanges some words with the Quagoth. He says, uh, he says, uh, hey, uh, we're getting uh, refills for uh, good behavior. The Quagoth kind of tilts his head. He's like, yeah, hurry up. Be quick about it. I'm hungry. And the Quagoth kind of picks up his tray and he turns around and he moves back. Okay. And uh, Raylan is just going to like, like smile and nod at him and say, Hey, uh, can you buy them off with food or something? Mm, I don't know. They don't eat this shit. He kind of kicks at one of the bulls. They usually feed them meat of some kind. Mm, good to know. So yeah, maybe uh, maybe this one. And he thumbs over at uh, Turvy, the silent deep gnome. Or what about that frog? <laughs> That's from my friend Poe. Yes. Poe, who uh, runs the kitchen. <laughs> um, all right, Grimsby, how's your inventory coming? So I remo- I went ahead and removed everything else. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to do it, like, without being encumbered. Are you going to throw it in a chest and carry a chest, or what? That's a good idea. Although, how would I get it up the ladder? I've got those ropes. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm sitting here trying to figure all that all the weight out. I'm just going to stick everything that I said into it. I'm going to empty out a chest and put everything into that and do it as quickly as I can and then tie everything using one of the ropes to me and start making my way back up the ladder. So you're just tying the chest to your waist and then you're going to like hang it off of you as you climb up the ladder? I'm going to tie it around myself like a backpack. So it's over my shoulder. So it's basically, it's still it's still within my field of magic disguise even though i've only got like a minute left okay so which so you're going to reorganize one of the chests to include everything that you said and then throw everything else out that you're not taking into the other chests i'm not i'm not a monster i'm not going to put it on the floor i'm going to say you're going to the spell's going to run out if you're going to take the time to reorganize them so either quickly throw everything out that you don't want and just load it up and go or Okay, so I'm going to use the chest with the crossbow and crossbow bolts in it. And I'm going to put everything that I set up in that. So I'm going to carry that chest with everything in it, plus the added stuff. So you got three chain shirts, two studded leathers, um, five shields, including the ones... I'm sorry, so we'll say three studded leathers, including the one you're wearing. Uh, Five shields, including the one you're wearing. And all four bundles of rope... And six bags. Are you taking the couch rips? Six yes. bags of couch rips. And uh, <laughs> six crossbows and all the bolts. <laughs> Three so you, golden rings. So, so basically you took everything. <laughs> you took everything except for like a couple suits of armor and um, a couple shield. One shield and you left the hammer and spikes. Shield, right. Oh, well, let me do the shields either. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah, we'll work it out later. Um, I'll say if you're taking it as the chest, you can lug it up there. Okay. So. All right. So then. Yeah. Athletics. Uh, or no. I, I, no. If I think if you're if you're strong enough to carry it, you can 
you can pull it up the, the ladder. So you're doing that and you pull it up and the guard sitting there sees you pulling up the chest and he gives you like a surprised face. And Wait, uh, does he see, I'm wearing it like a backpack. It should still be in my in my disguise. I don't think you can add to it after the fact. Yeah. Oh, so it, okay. it's not like a it's not like a cloak that you can just like throw things under and hide things. Gotcha. You're okay. you're you have the appearance of the drow guard, and now you have a giant chest on your back. Okay. Not giant, but a large chest. All right. So you come anyway, up. Anyway, he, looks he gives me you a surprise. surprise. Yeah, he says something to you. Who's it? Who's it over there? Uh, insight, so I can understand his basic meaning. Oh yeah, roll insight. Smart. Uh, shit, where is it? I tried to do it. It's a 16. Um, yeah, you can tell by his facial expressions and his kind of body gestures that he's asking you if you need a hand. I just, I, I use my, no, thank you. Because and... keep in mind, you're like, <laughs> you're able out. to carry this because you're a furbolg, but you're taking the apparent appearance of like a four, a four and a half foot drow. <laughs> so it looks well, like, I'm an elite guard. it's like a feat of, yeah. A miracle that you're carrying I'm elite, this. I'm an elite guard. Maybe this guy doesn't know just how strong us elite guards can be. Oh uh, yeah, he's gonna fucking really be on the watch out. <laughs> watch his uh, P's and Q's. <laughs> so, uh, what do you what do you say to him in response to his uh, question? Or what do you do? I just say I just say no and shake my head, uh, not 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 too angrily, but ju- just you know normally, casually shake my head and then attempt to leave assuming he doesn't try to stop me oh he doesn't stop you you walk out um all right are you closing the door there leaving it open i am closing the door behind me okay you close the door and i walk as casually as i can Mm -hmm. back to the front of the gate and then how much time do i have left I'm going to say like you're down to like a minute left, something like that. Okay, so can anybody see me if I go inside the cell? Uh, from where you can see, yeah, it doesn't look like anyone's looking at you. If I Wait, did I move that call okay, out of the way? No. Yeah, he's back in his pen. So yeah, you don't think so. Is Raylan still there? I can't see. Yeah, he's in the pen. Everyone's still in the pen. Okay. Well, then I can't tell if he's right in front of me or not. Pretty close. Yeah, he can hear you. So I just... I just relay to Raylan everything that I've pulled with me in this chest and ask and tell him, okay, we've got to figure out how to hide this. He's like, just just get in here. Just get in here and shut the gate. Drop your disguise. We'll get Ront and Shushar to sit in front of the, the chest. And then when they come back to confirm the count, we'll have the correct number of people here. We'll have an open gate and we can make a plan. Grimsby, you can see out of the right corner of your eye from uh, coming from the second stalactite down, going across the bridge to the first stalactite to your left. You can see Asha uh, with uh, three different um, elite guards trailing behind her, and they're waking their way up the stalactite. And you recognize one of the elite guards because his armor is all damaged and corroded, and he's got a big burn scar on the bottom of his neck. Uh, you recognize this as the guy that you look like right now. But they are making yes. their way up the bridge. <laughs> Alright, well, so can they see me, or do I know? Uh, 
you can see her face, but uh, you don't. You can't really tell. It's hard to tell if they're like looking at you. But what you can tell is Asha uh, looks furious, and she is trying to quickly make her way up the bridge. Um, in your come direction. on, move. Okay. Well, I can't open the door. You oh yeah, can. I can. can. So I'm inside. <laughs> it's unlocked. <laughs> All right. So I come. <laughs> so I come and I, I stand behind Bo or not behind, but you know. He's so small. Hmm. I stand in the middle of the room and I put down my put down the chest. And where are we going to store it? Where okay, are we gonna and Raylan's going to quickly marshal everybody. So he's going to put the chest back here where this mark is. Okay. He's going to usher Ront and Shushar, the biggest MFers, in front of it in a line like this, just like instructing them to sit. And we can all still understand each other, right? Uh, everyone in that bubble. But actually, I'm going to just let you know, Shushar is actually not that big. He's just got a big fat head. Uh, he's only like four feet tall, so the next largest person okay. in here would be Prince Darendil. Okay, then he'll use Darendil, uh, and he'll just say, just like, act casual, just almost like you're sleepy or you're just chatting. He's like, And then he goes to turn around, and then he turns back to them, and he says, I don't care if maybe you don't like one another. I don't know. Just we need the supplies in this crate. So get along. And then he <laughs> then he moves over to Grimsby and he's like, Grimsby, get over here around this corner and maybe they won't immediately see you and I'll kind of stand in front of you. <clears throat> okay. But tall skinny. Hey, hold. Yeah. We killed the guard. They're going to come kill us like soon. We got these weapons. Let's, let's arm ourselves and kill them. Yeah, let's. And he, he just says like, Ron, get in there and distribute the weapons. Everybody ah. take a weapon and Donnie, Donnie keep it hidden. All right. Uh, just a reminder. Your arms are shackled. Um, it's very difficult oh, for you to conceal this stuff. <laughs> okay. So we... Well, so my, I'm not, though. So I'm the only one who's Wait. able to fight at the moment. Did they reshackle Donnie after the, uh, the cauldron? Thing? Uh, they it's never, like, unshackled you to do the work. Okay. But they reshackled everybody else. Yeah, well, they didn't like unshackle you to like work. Basically, you weren't doing anything that required you to oh, have full gotcha. control of the. You're just like pulling levers and pushing buckets and shit. Okay. You wouldn't have dropped the fucking cauldron in the first place. <laughs> right. Drow motherfuckers. That's what Donnie says. So uh, Raylan just then then he didn't say that, and he would just say like. Uh, Grimsby, get get something to protect yourself in case, because they're probably going to be looking for you. Well, Skinny, the fight's already started. We gotta end it first. We'll see. As you're discussing, uh... Alright, I'm gonna slither to the back. I'm slithering, like, to the back. The back. Alright. Okay. So you're back there with Ront and uh, Darendil. Uh, I'm gonna hide behind Grimsby, because he's the biggest Alright. So... Sarath will slide back one space, trying to cover up where the uh, chest is with the other three. And uh, the stalactite door kind of bursts open, uh, the one beside you. And you see Asha flanked by three guards, three elite guards, as well as the original guard that was there at the gate that was the guy who forgot to lock the door, basically. Um... So these elite guards, uh, one of the elite guards uh, is the one I mentioned before, who was the one that was 
pushed into the ooze in the pool by uh, Grimsby. He's got a fresh burn scar visible on his neck and lower chin. And the other two guards, no one has actually seen before, but you can identify based on previous descriptions you heard from the other prisoners uh, or the drow guards themselves. So you recognize, or you assume anyways, that this guy is sure. Um, he walks with like this infuriatingly perfect posture and smug grin. And uh, he's equipped similar to the other elite guards that you've seen. He wears black studded leather with a small shield hanging on his back. On his back. Carries the iconic drow hand crossbow as well as a slightly curved blade. Uh, and, however, in addition to that, he also carries that black wand that uh, Donnie had seen before in the original capture with a clear orb at the end. Uh, next to Shore, you see the guy that you assume is uh, Jorlin. So, you see his once handsome face is half melted and scarred, and uh, his sword hand is kind of twisted, and it's missing a couple fingers. And you can tell he's definitely no longer the warrior he used to be. He walks with a limp alongside the others. And then, finally, you see Asha again, and uh, you can, she's just like unable to contain her emotions. She looks furious as she scowls at the prisoners and the guards on hand, and she uh, quickly gestures for the uh, original guard to come forward. And she's like looking through the cell bars, and there's an exchange there, and he, you can see him counting. And he's like counting around the room, and he counts 15. And, and he looks like at Asha, like all worried. <laughs> and uh, let's see, is anybody... Yeah, 15. so they're doing all this exchange under Garmin, but you can you can you get the impression that she's yelling at him to count again, and he counts fifteen, and uh, she uh, she looks even angrier now, and she you can see her like point to Jim Jam or Bupito and asking them to come forward, and Jim Jam kind of hesitates and Bupito like comes to the front of the cell, and um, and then. Jim uh, Bupito turns to the group and he's like, mm, "She wants me to translate." Um, so she takes a moment to breathe out and control her emotions, and she says, um, "Nim, one of our guard is dead. Another Balak is missing. This is unacceptable, and I'm starting to feel like it's not just a." problem with the prisoners but with the guards as well because they can't seem to count I was told someone was missing everyone appears to be accounted for and the guard kind of puts his head down looking ashamed um, she says however even with all the prisoners here we have some missing personnel this must be accounted for and remedied immediately Ilvara will have none of this normally I would just take a handful of it out and execute you but uh, I am sensible, and instead of killing two of you outright, I will give you a chance to explain what happened. And then uh, as soon as she says this uh, comment about being able to explain something, um, you see Shore, he gives this look of protest. Like he wants to say something, but uh, he's quickly halted by a glare from Asha, and you can see Jorlin kind of grinning and laughing at Shore in response. And she says, uh, first we must discuss the matter of Dim's death. Mm, she looks around the room and she points to Jim Jam. And she says, uh, Ront, 
Jim Jam, and the Lizard Man come forward. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Raylan just like walks over to Runt and holds out his arm to pull Runt up, mm-hmm. like help him stand up, and then he's gonna try to switch places with him and sit down in front of the thing. Okay. Um, give me, let's say, I don't know, like slight hand or even performance. <laughs> uh, so I want to run up. Hey, um, go ahead. I guess. Yeah. How did they say lizard man? In was it in undercommon? Uh, Bupito translated it to common. He's kind of translating all of this. Okay. Do you want to know what the actual word is like that he translated? I'm just trying to think if Donnie would understand. Oh, uh, lizard I man. Guess he probably figured. <laughs> to mean him <clears throat> he'd probably figure it out yeah he's and when mentioned lizard. I'm just gonna start like hissing and shaking oh. my head around in a threatening manner alright and come forward a little bit yep. Pupito kind of gestures like they sh- to come to the front of the cell and I get an intimidate like I want to tr- look alright go ahead give me intimidation roll <laughs> yeah and uh oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, assumed this, I assumed this was going to be a pointless role, but uh, what exactly are you <laughs> trying to accomplish by your intimidation so I can get this right? I'm trying to look big, mean, and scary. Okay. So to like. Thing out. Leave right. me the fuck alone. Like, ah, this is my shit. All right. Um, get out of my territory. Just dash towards the gate. Yeah, I w- like, I'm. <laughs> run right into like the gate. Getting... <laughs> Not like. Alright, so what's their reaction? If they, like, take a step back or, like, even look a little bit scared, uh, use that window to get, like, to run at them. Okay, so Asha... Asha <clears throat> doesn't seem phased much at all, but the uh, the guard, the younger guard, the one that was is supposed to be in charge of the keys, he kind of, like, his eyes... It looks like he's getting flashbacks to where his mount, like, bit, like, one of his friend's legs off or something like that. And, uh, yeah, he, he reels. And he, like, scoots back a little bit, kind of almost bumping shoulders with Shore that's standing behind him. Thank goodness there's this distraction. When I see this shit, I'm going to take, like, ten feet closer. I won't go to the gate, but I'll get, like, that. Okay. I'm going to say that... Like, charge out. That scene gives uh, Raylan a sufficient cover to uh, <laughs> cover, to make up for his shitty roll. Well done. And uh, <laughs> Ron will walk up. <laughs> and Jim Jam will also walk up. Okay. I'm just sitting there with my like all puffed up, just like motionless, like staring. <clears throat> okay. Um. So she turns to uh, the guard that was uh, injured, the elite guard that's walked that's standing behind her, and she says, uh, "Javan, explain what you saw. Explain what you told to me." And he says, uh, "I took the furbog down to the." Uh, pool to collect water and then from the pool I saw Nim. He was uh, being attacked by the ooze and uh, he did not survive. I tried to save him but I uh, I embarrassingly I stumbled and fell on top of the ooze and hurt myself as well. And she kind of throws her hand up to stop him. She's like please spare me the embarrassing details. Just tell me what happened to Nim. And uh, yes I then Tried to pull him from the pool, but he was already dead. And she turns to the three of you. And she says, Nim is the guard that was responsible for uh, watching you three as you 
What were you doing? Oh, that's right. Chamber pots. As you were cleaning up your own f- filth, uh, what what happened? Explain yourselves. And uh, I want Donnie. Can you roll initiative? I'm going to do this kind of like in turn order between the three of you to see who gets to say what. Yeah, just roll initiative just for Donnie. God damn. damn. He's got a lot of yeah. dice. This lizard is... <laughs> I don't know if you want to be using them Fucking all survivor. now. I want to save them for later. I don't know. Um, let's see. That's Jim Jar. Right. There we go. All right. So, so it's going to be uh, Donnie, Ront, and then Jim Jar. All right. So, Donnie, if you have a chance to say anything, if you want. All right. So, what's the read on these dudes? You said the leader was like at all intimidated. But the other two are? Uh, this guy here, who is like a low-level guard, he's terrified and is not looking at you anymore. He doesn't want to look at you. Uh, it's hard to tell with the other two. Um, the guy who's injured um, is not really... He's kind of distancing himself from the whole Weak. thing. Yeah. Um, but the other two, they aren't showing visible signs of fear anyways. They're not like pissing themselves. All right, um, he's just gonna maintain his like intimidating position, mm-hmm. but totally like counting every second before blades come. Pretty sure that this is like, and the black wand. All right, so you're not gonna say anything. You're just gonna stand, hissing. Uh, yeah, and like waiting for shit to happen. But which one is holding that wand? Uh, that would be Shore, which is this guy. He's the injured. No, he's not the injured one. This is like, this is the guy that you know is the the favorite guard of Ilvara, so he's like, oh, there's, his yeah, shit don't the stink. The leader and three guys. Yeah, the All injured right. guy. Where would is be he in the group? This one. Oh, I'm that sorry. Was when he was I'm pretty. just here. We go. See if this makes uh-huh. it better. Let's... Hey, get back in there. <laughs> <laughs> better. Is that better? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could also just remove them, so we we like we know that they're there, but it's up to you. All right, I guess I can trust you. I, I mean, Donnie just literally oh, the yeah, first thing good. he did was run out, but here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, can't say that's not what Donnie would do. <laughs> no. All right, the dude with the thing. Uh, yeah, he's just staying there. Yeah. Holding this intimidating pose. All right, so next in line would be... Uh, uh, but also... Oh, go ahead. I do want to say, like, count every minute. Like, I'm waiting for battle to happen and as soon as that shit happens i'm just gonna bolt back to the chest and grab okay that's so basically you're, you're holding moment. your yeah ready action to go run for weapons yes. okay and keep a fucking eye on that wand so um ron will speak up and uh he'll say that um he'll look to the he'll look to you and uh he'll look at he'll look to donnie and he'll look to jim jar and he kind of like stares daggers at jim jar and uh, he'll just say, It was the gnome. The gnome did it. And he just points an accusing finger at Jim Jar. Jim Jam, sorry. And then uh, Jim Jam will then speak, and he'll be like, Oh, yeah, I don't think, uh, I think we all know that uh, that's not what happened, Runt. Mm, your incompetence uh, led you to fall right on top of the guard as he was trying to help us uh, lift up that uh, giant uh, chamber pot, that mug to dump it. Isn't that right, Donnie? Or he wouldn't call you Donnie, but 
Isn't that right, lizard man? <laughs> and Jim Jam kind of like just winks at you. Yeah, I don't say shit. Still just like <laughs> posing. And Jim Jam will continue and he'll just say, Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a man of few words, but uh I think I think we all know that uh Ron has been causing problems since the first day he got here. And uh you can hear like some of the other prisoners kinda shout out like here here like that kind of thing. You can see Ron kinda starting to sweat. And uh Ron will look at Donnie and he'll be like, That's that ain't what happened. You You told me we were kin. We are kin And you can see him starting to panic as he looks to Donnie. <laughs> Any reaction from Donnie at all? <laughs> Just hanging with his mouth agape. <laughs> uh, Alright, Donnie's gonna be like, It was an accident. He slips. The guard fell. This little one, he speaks true. Hmm. And she, like, looks to Jim Jam and then Ront. An accident, hmm? Hmm. Well, I was hoping for something more definitive to choose who will be receiving the punishment, but since it seems to be spread evenly, we will let the gods decide. And then uh, Shore like picks up his staff and he's like just points it at the three of you and he's like, he's singing something to the equivalent of like, eeny meeny miny mo, catch a slave the by staff? the toe. Yeah. He's not shooting it, he's just like waving it to count. Yeah, go ahead. As soon as he like puts it at points it at somebody, Donnie's fucking bolt back. Alright. So you bolt to the back of the room. Go ahead. Sorry, guys. I guess, hold on. Um, I'm sure somebody's going to try to stop me. Yeah, Raylan would <laughs> would try to, like, uh, get up on one knee and hold his two hands out and just, like, go, whoa, 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 whoa. It's okay. Paul Skinny, it's time. It's time already. Relax. Uh... Yeah, Can I speak to Donnie gonna, in... Is, is Donnie considered an animal? No offense, Donnie. <laughs> like his creature type, you mean? Yeah. No, he's, a, he's not an animal, I don't think. He speaks I common. I think I'm technically a, a humanoid. Yeah, he's humanoid. Okay. And uh, Raylan just kind of like looks over Donnie's shoulder with kind of just like a, a pained face at uh, Asha. And uh, so even despite Donnie running around, so basically what happened is as soon as Donnie bolted, Shore just, instead of counting back and forth between three, he just started counting back and forth between Jim Jam and Ron. <laughs> um, and then towards the end of his counting, he'll go from left to right, Jim Jam, Ron, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And when he starts saying, like, catch a prisoner by the toe part, he's just pointing at Ron every time. Catch a prisoner by the toe. <laughs> If he hollers, don't let him go. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, he stops on Ron. And Ron is barking in defiance. And, um, yeah. Tell Skinny it's time. So the guard is gonna... Uh, he pops open his... He puts his key into the lock. And he opens it. Or he thinks that he opens it. The low-level guard. And he opens it up. And Shore just walks in. Takes a step in. And he just grabs Ron by the shoulder. And Ron right. is While like, "Well, that's going on." Go ahead. Tall, skinny. This is it. Are you my kin? We gotta do this now. We don't. We don't gotta do this now. There's nothing to do. Just relax. And he's All making right. it clear with his posture that he is not gonna move. All right then. 
So he grabs Rant and pulls him out of the room, and Ron is like just yelling and looking at Donnie the whole time. Can the drow understand this? You don't what, know what Donnie's saying. Raylan? If they're speaking in common, he probably doesn't understand. No. Okay, just wondering. Yeah. Um. So they pull out Rant, and he's like, "Ken, we we gotta kill the drow. You you said we would kill dwarves too. I want to kill the dwarf." <laughs> and you can see Eldest eyes kind of like go wide like saucers as she looks to Donnie. <laughs> the dwarf, I mean. <laughs> Eldith, yeah. My kid, we will kill them. They pull him out. We will kill them. And uh, Shore just takes him like right to this edge over here. And you can hear whistle. He puts his fingers to his lips and he like whistles. And then um, there's just a moment of silence. And then from the very edge, which is, this is something you guys have not have not been able to notice so far. This giant spider just crawls up the side of the edge <laughs> of the cliff and oh, just immediately latches onto Ront's back, sticks giant fangs in him, and you can see Ront kind of an instantly his his flesh kind of starts to pulsate a little bit as the venom's being pumped into him, and uh, he his color changes to like this dead pale white color, and he just drops, and the spider starts putting webs on him and pulls him down off the cliff and he is gone and uh they close the door back up shore steps out work always does first and uh asha then continues and she says hmm so now you will see your deeds will not go without consequence next we must uh, discuss the appearance of uh, balak and she speaks up she says eldith bupido and raylan step forward Oh shit! <laughs> and uh, Raylan I, just reaches I, out I for up. Grimsby. Yeah, <laughs> I get up and go over to him and attempt to do the same thing that he did before. <laughs> All right, Oops. go ahead and uh, see. Give me performance roll or a sleight of hand, either one. And if someone wants to do cover like Donnie did last time, feel free in any way that you want. I don't suppose Raylan can assist. Oh, that's true. If we're both, if we both know the idea, since we've done it once already, are you gonna like lock arms and like spin around like you're doing? A... <laughs> no, just kind of like stay as compact as possible to hide the thing. All right, uh, and then you... just kind of like kneel down and say something to Grimsby afterwards, so that it just looks kind of natural, but it looks I like think we got it. Fun. So you could roll again, I guess, Grimsby, if I'm allowed to assist you, right? Yeah, you can get advantage. Do if I you need want. it. You don't. You don't know. You might want to roll just in case. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Got two good rolls. All right. So you make your switch. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> come forward. So Raylan just uh, confidently walks to the front. Not with like a shit eating grin on his face or anything, but just strolls up there. Hmm. And uh, she'll start and. Uh, she gives you like a and disappointed he, face. He gives a very <laughs> deferential nod as he approaches. So she says, unfortunately, we, we don't have as much information about Bolak. Only that he is gone. And that is not like Bolak. If he's leaving on some scouting event uh, or uh, mission, uh, he always gets my approval first, or at least Shore's approval. I want to know if you know what happened to Bolak. And go ahead and roll initiative, kind of like uh, Donnie did earlier. Okay. 
Shit, I fucked up. Alright, so Eldith, she, uh, she stutters and, uh, she's, you can see, like, she's, like, looking to you a lot since you kind of got her wrapped up in this. <laughs> and, uh, she says, uh, 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 uh I, I didn't see anything. I swear, I didn't see anything. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, and then she kind of, like, just trails off and it's, uh, your turn, Raylan. She's kind of, like, looking to you to complete her sentence. And Raylan uh, just looks really super reluctant to speak. Um, and he, he like, takes a really long look between uh, Jorlin and Shore. And he, he just, like, presses his lips together and shakes his head. And he's like, well, I don't know. I don't know where, where the guard ended up. Um, but, well... Eldith and I were struggling a bit with the lift, figuring it out. Uh, there was a kind of a heavy load on there, a quagos. And, um, well, the guard, he was, he was shit talking sure. And then he kind of, <laughs> kind of left, you know, then by the time we looked back, you know, we were, we were alone. And it wasn't until the meal call that, that a guard ushered us back in here. Okay. Can you roll me a uh, deception? I was trying not to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's lying by omission. <laughs> okay. And um Bupito will Bupito uh is going to basically just uh reconfirm what you said. So I'm gonna give you advantage on it, your deception roll. He's gonna uh, corroborate okay. your your story. So roll again? Yeah. Lupito <laughs> did a terrible job. So Asha, she speaks up and says, "So he just up and left. He was watching you, and he then was gone. This is your story." And it's my turn again. She's just asking an open question. Yeah. Uh, Eldith is kind of. She's just like frozen. She's like useless. And he kind of uh, just makes like a concerned face at Eldith, and uh, he just turns back to. Asha and says, "Look, she's she's terrified. She she doesn't want she doesn't want Bupido and I to get in trouble for for a mistake that she made. She she might have she might have said something about being attracted to Shore and I think the guard is he's more in Jorlin's camp. So it it pissed him off and he he didn't want to hear it from a dwarf. It was a he just like puts his his head in his hands and he's like it, it was a whole embarrassing i don't know we just we just don't want to get in trouble and he just like looks pointedly back at asha like i don't want to be in trouble with you you can see uh Jorlin kind of smirking the whole time and sure uh, speaks up and he says to asha he just says just kill all of them we'll get more they're worthless and uh asha kind of shushes him with his hand with her hand and she says Okay, Raylan. Well, between Eldith here and Bupido, who would you say is least valuable to the outpost? And uh, Raylan considers what each of them had to do, and he seems to be earnestly taking this very seriously. Uh, and he kind of just does a long sigh, like he doesn't want to do this. And he says, uh, so Eldith doesn't speak undercommon, right? 
No, but Pepito is like translating all this. Right. So we haven't seen her speak under common. No. And he's like, well, Bupito can at least translate. And he just shrugs. Okay. Um, so she is going to say, mm, very well. Sure. Kill the dwarf. <laughs> and uh, he's going to pop open the door. And, and Raylan just says, you don't have to do this. But it's clear that is like he doesn't really care that much. <laughs> That's like the that's how he's kind of acting. Okay. Are you do you want to roll persuasion then or no? Uh no, it's kind of just like noise that he's saying. Oh, oh please no, stop, don't do this. No. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't wanna like he he wants to have it heard by the group that he is resisting this, but he wants it to be made clear to Usha that he's not going against her decision. So, if that makes sense and it's yes, possible. Yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so she's going to fight it. So the other guard's going to come in to help. And they're going to wrangle her. Because she's just a weak NPC, not an adventurer. So they easily get her. Wait, would the, right. the, the, the wand come in? <laughs> yeah, that's this this guy. He comes in? Yeah, to grab uh, Eldith. All right. Is there any way, like, I want to be looking for an opportunity to take his wand. Well, he's surrounded by his the other elite guards, and Raylan's in front of him. Like, if you and Eldith is there, so if you like run through everybody and try to grab at it, All you right. could. Like, can if I run no, up and try to stop them? If there's no convenient like time to take it, then no. But if he's like extends his hand or something, like that. Well, they are trying to yeah grab Eldith. Can I run up and try to stop it? What are you trying to stop, Boyd? Stop her from getting grabbed getting killed you can yeah you can try what are you what are you doing how are you trying to stop it no don't kill her you're just yelling <laughs> yeah i'm running up and i'm gonna try to like i guess who's grabbing her short sure and uh this other elite guard because she was like um it's hard to put her on because of the squares this guy they have weapons drawn he's got the wand out but they don't have their swords out they're just grabbing her all right so i'm gonna i want to i'm gonna like Grab onto her, I guess her arm or something. Try to pull her this way. All right, back into the. Give me an athletics check. Cave. <laughs> did it roll? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. All right. There it is. <laughs> He's also not trying to actually do it. It seems. <laughs> oh, I am lucky. I get to re-roll. Okay. Fuck yeah, halfling. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. All right, so I'm going to say the drow have advantage because there's two of them on the other side. Um, let's see, where's the strength? In this, in this scuffle, though, this is a pretty good opportunity to grab that wand. That was my plan. That is going to happen in this thing. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, I forgot. Is it? Yeah, it auto-rode two of them on there, so it'd be the 10. Uh, yeah, so by some luck, uh, you managed to pull, hang on her just enough to where she slips out of their grasp and sure like uh once you he sees you pulling her away uh they're gonna draw both short swords and yell instructions at you to uh get out of the way and Raylan is just gonna shout you'll get us all killed and then look Can at Asha with big watery eyes uh sure yeah if that's what you want to do is replace the with her yeah I, mean, I don't know what you're saying so in the scuffle with boy who drow Donnie totally like wants to get on that shit. 
pointedly to get the one. That's what I was hoping for. Disarm. Use an attack to make an attack roll opposed to a target strength or acrobatics. So you need to make a melee attack. Isn't it a specific skill? No, it's an action. Or something? Oh, okay. There's like a there's a, an ability that helps with that, but I mean it's just normal action to disarm. Basically, you're just taking your weapon to hit the other person's hand. And because of the shackles, you're technically restrained. Not my face, dude. Ha! All right, so 13 and okay. So you bite at his hand and uh, how, how do you bite at it? Do you want to describe it? Um, so I'm going to bite right on his hand holding the, um, the wand. And when I taste blood, I'm just going to like wrench it. The dog It's like shaking my head side to side until I don't taste blood. It's got the Okay, so you're thrashing his arm around for a couple seconds and the wand flies out of his hand. I'm going to like bite down on his hand and thrash and then pull back. Just like one. All right. Um, so everyone roll initiative. You don't have Damn, to participate, but that's what's going to happen. Is the door open now? The whole gate's open, pretty much. There's a like it's just one door for one person to walk through, and right and now they're people standing are, in it. They're standing in it. Got you. So I couldn't rush through there. Got you. Ah, damn it! Son of a bitch! I forgot to click my icon. I got nine. If you can put me in, it came through. It's not in the turn. No, it's not on the turn order thing. Yeah. Uh. I can just roll again, and then I'll put nine. Yeah, just roll again. Yeah. I'll just change it to nine. There you go. All right. Uh, wait. Let me roll these guys. Um... So as a as a as a druid, right? I can't use swords or any of that shit. I can't use anything metal, right? Uh, uh whatever's in your proficiencies. I don't remember offhand what it is. I don't think that's a thing in Five E, but I could be wrong. Well, it says I can I use like a, da use a dagger, armor. mace. So I did bring on. daggers, and I brought crossbows also. Yeah, yeah they're I all can't. in the trunk. So you're gonna have to get those out. Yeah, anything right. you grab, I don't think there's anything I can use from what you grab. Alright, so. Um, let's, maybe I should put some like funeral music on. I don't know what kind of music to put for this. <laughs> funeral music? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's do this. Lizard music? My Chemical Romance? <laughs> Alright, Grimsby. I thought it was Final Fantasy. First. Your turn. Nice. What are you doing? see uh so i'm i'm still equipped so i i didn't i didn't unequip anything when i came into the cell so i've still got my my short sword and my shield and my leathers on hmm. so, uh but, and just a reminder because the shackles uh what is it i don't have shackles Yeah, I kind of went by. You should still have shackles, but you don't. Not him. He was out there fucking around. Yeah. But the rest why, of us, probably. But why would he have the shackles off is the slip up on my part. Well, we he had a big giant standing in front of him for a while. <laughs> but Yeah, I'll say. You got it. You could have got it unlocked, probably, somehow, with the uh, keys from the Did other guard. Sure take him off? Let's just uh, retcon to say that's what happened because he had the lockpick thing. Oh, I see. Okay. He never should have had them off, is what yeah. you're saying. 
You're right. Uh, but we'll say that sure when, since your intention was probably to have them off to begin with, uh, sure when could use his lock picks to get it open. So everyone except oh, for Grimsby is going to be attacking with disadvantage. Gotcha. Okay. So can I move to in? Uh, can't really go anywhere. Can I re? Can I throw out weapons to everybody so that everybody's equipped? Uh, you can open the chest and distribute a weapon to someone. All right, so it'll be like a regular do, action. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna open. I'm gonna open the chest and I'm going to get. Or actually, did Donnie? Did Donnie end up getting the the staff? Did you pick up the one, yeah. Donnie? Yeah, I still got it in my mouth. Like. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to open the chest, grab a crossbow, and throw it to uh, Sherwin up there. Oh, okay. So, I and I actually... guess I'm going to move to the middle of the room also oh, after I do that. Okay, hold on. So I forgot to roll uh, Sherwin's initiative. Did that spider leave? Yeah, it disappeared after it took Ron over the okay. cliff. Oh. Initiative. That's a spider. Hmm. Oh, okay, all right, so, so he should have gone first. Yeah, it's fine. We'll just mm -hmm. say that he held his turn until he got it, the uh, crossbow. And, uh, he held his turn to catch. And what, and basically, I, what I want you to do is, well, I'll, I'll run Sherwin since he's a PC, but the NPCs aren't going to do shit unless you tell them to do something. They're kind of, uh, they don't have the will power to act alone. <laughs> so if you want them to do something, you're going to have to tell them. Otherwise, they're going to act just to save themselves, basically, so that they don't die. Um, do they have right. initiative or can I like can I tell uh, the dwarf woman to get out of the way like get, go back to the wall yeah you can tell her to move but that'll be I have them just last oh that's an okay that's an action gotcha yeah, I'm I'm not gonna roll all ten of them right now at least for this thing um, okay all right so Sherwin is going to knowing that his spells are probably not gonna work so well inside this chamber he is going to run over here and he is going to just stand behind Grimsby for now <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to like whisper at you and just be like what are we doing are we fighting and I don't I don't turn around I just respond we're fighting <laughs> alright so he's going to ready an action then to shoot anyone that uh, comes into the back towards this way where the initiative thing go you can bring it up yourself is a turn order button where the clock is so now it's the uh scard jar uh scard guard jehaven or jet jevin which Jevon, guard brother Jevon is Bun. the one right beside you where's where's the dude like where was this scuffle was going on the scuffle was going on where eldith and boyd are at we need to we need to resituate some of this stuff a little bit just for the sake of the squares dying needs to be up here right yeah it's, it would uh, be up here yeah get up on me Oh, they switched Donnie with Raylan. Does that make sense? Maybe right there makes more sense. Yeah, the, uh, the dwarf like went to the, the cell, didn't she? No, she Boyd pulled her out of the way, so I just moved her up here. To like towards the gate. It doesn't matter. She's. Where did you want to put her, Boyd? Jesus, <laughs> where do you want to put her then? I just wanted her back. That's all. Okay, then that's where she went. I think Donnie's saying like she doesn't, we don't want to get her stabbed through the fence through the the gate or something okay There's they're not trying scuffle, to i guess yeah. 
Anyways, that's where she went. Also, shouldn't Sherman move back to the chest so that he can distribute weapons? You didn't he tell didn't him to do, do anything that, like dude. that. Yeah, he's <laughs> holding. He's holding his action to attack because you said you're fighting. Sherwin doesn't even know what's in the chest. You just said Ooh, you got some stuff. All right. So uh, this guard is going to attack. He's going to pull out a crossbow, and he is going to shoot it at Boyd. Which which one is attacking? The red one. Okay. Yeah. Do so, I have covers since he's not inside the cell? No, you don't have cover. The door's open. The other guy's in the door. <laughs> he can make him. He can shoot around him. You're not that far away. You're five feet away. <laughs> so. Yes, of course. Yep. Six piercing and give me con save. Yeah, baby. So you fail, and if it fails by five or more, which you don't, or five or more, yeah. So you fail by five. You are unconscious. So the drow shoots a crossbow bolt and. Hits Boyd right in the like the shoulder, and you just pass the fuck out on the spot. And uh, that'll be his turn. Eldith will be next, and she is just gonna stand there and uh, kind of. It looks like she has kind of some sort of like post-traumatic stress thing going on, and she just kind of shivers, and she's gonna take the dodge action <laughs> and just stand there, kind of huddling over with her arms over her head. And Raylan, it's your turn. Raylan is going to shout out when Donnie gets shot and falls over unconscious. And then he's going to... That was Boyd. Hmm? Boyd. Oh, yeah, Boyd. Sorry. And then he's going to, like, wave at Grimsby to, like, get back. Just like a sweeping gesture over Donnie's head. And then he's going to try to grapple Donnie. All right. All right. So, uh, I don't think you're... You don't have to roll it unless... It's assumed that Donnie is going to resist. Yes. Donnie's resisting. I'm not going to resist violently, but... Alright. If you're going to well, let him have it, no, you don't have to roll. Yeah, I'll let him have it. So he just, like, knocks me prone then? No, he's just going to, like, grab him to restrain him, pretty much. And just say, oh, like... Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah, I'll resist him. Okay, good. <laughs> Alright, so, <laughs> athletics... So uh, Raylan rolls athletics, and Donnie can roll athletics or acrobatics. <laughs> All right. He's slippery. But okay, so he uh, he's trying to like wrap his arms around Donnie and saying, "What are you doing? They're gonna kill all of us. They're just gonna line us up on the edge of the cliff." Yeah, they're already killing us. It's none of your kin. Fight or flight. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Right. He's demonstrated <laughs> that he's trying to shut this situation down, which is the goal. <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, Jorlin, um, like, he just seems, like, hesitant in general, especially after following um, anything that short orders. But he's going to cast a spell. It's going to cast Fairy Fire in the cell. So let me get myself a 20-foot cube. Damn, somebody's got that music pumping. 
<laughs> heartbeat. Ah, uh, lame. Alright, I'll just have to, have to draw it in here. 20 foot cube is the only shape I didn't have in here. Draw shape. So, she is going to drop it right here. Two, three, four. One, two, three, four. This space. So everyone in here needs to make a deck save. And his spellcaster thing is Fuck yeah, Grimsby. Okay, so Donnie and Grimsby, you make the save, so you're good. Oh, thank you. Um, Sherwin... Oh, I didn't mean to roll it twice. The first one fails. And I'm just going to do like a cumulative roll for all the... NPCs. <clears throat> so we'll say that Jimjar represents them. Almost like pretty quick. And he fails. Okay, so all the NPCs in this cube and Sherwin are become a glow with this um, fluorescent, like black like color, like that purple. And uh, yeah, you got they're lit up like Christmas trees. And next is gonna be Shore. And he's pissed. Hey, can you, uh, you bit him, right? So, did you roll damage on that? I didn't, but I guess I could. But how the fuck did he get... Well, it's because they're five foot cubes. He's kind of forced into that space. So he's just, like, wedged in the corner there. It's the constraints of the map. Yeah, just roll your... Yeah, yeah, roll your bite damage. You bit on his arm and thrashed it, right? <laughs> to make him drop it. Four. Okay. No, that's the hit. That's an attack roll. No. Oh. Yeah, click on the light. Okay. Let's do it. Oh. Damn. Nice. Hit an artery. All right. Uh... John, next time you just gotta click on the word bite, and it'll give you your damage. That's what I thought. I did that for the attack. Now click the word bite. And click the word bite in roll 20. Yeah. Oh, I got you. In the chat, not on my sheet. There you go. There you go. Nice. Now you got it. All right. So it's sure. And uh, now that Donnie is passed out, or not Donnie, Boyd is passed out and prone, he can move into his space. And he is going to strike at Donnie Don with his short sword. He gets two attacks. Attack. There's the first one, there's the second one. First second one misses. First one hits. And you take Damn. 18 total. And uh, he just yells out something and uh, let's see, I think Yeah, spores are still oh, but yeah, he wasn't in the spore thing, so Boyd will Bopito will continue his role as translator. <laughs> and you can hear like uh Bopito yell out, he's like, he's saying yield <laughs> And uh that'll be his turn. And Donnie, it's your turn. Um so I think taking uh 90% health <laughs> blow probably barely staggers Don no matter what adrenaline rush he's got. Uh it's probably just gonna pass out or play dead, I guess. All right. Mm, performance. Spit out, spit out <laughs> the thing. 
just like fall on the. All right. <laughs> if you want to try to sell it, give me like performance roll. That'll be like your action. I don't know exactly what I'm selling. That you're dead. Uh, that this enemy can obviously kill me. Like there's no re reason to fight it. Oh, so you're just gonna yield? You're just. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you spit it out. <clears throat> and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and finish the turn order. Anybody else is going to try something. Boyd would be next. So Boyd, you take take a death save. Or no, wait, you're good. Sorry, you're just unconscious. I forgot. You're good. And Bopito will just not move. He hasn't like moved at all. Bopito is like, maybe this is a good opportunity for everyone to notice, but he is like always unusually calm. So he's just been standing there with his arms behind his back. And he would just not move and just observe the room. And next it would have been Asha. And uh, now that she can see that everyone seems to be, or at least Donnie anyways, has cooled out. He is going to use... Yeah, she'll leave it as is. And she'll just yell out, Everyone stand back from the dwarf. And it would be Sherwin's turn. And he won't shoot because no one came in back towards the room. Grimsby, it's your turn. I'll stop combat mm -hmm. turn order if you guys, whenever you guys want to tell me if you're not going to do anything. If you're going to do something. When she says talking. everybody move, oh, it's like they use his last struggle to the. Okay. I'm, watch I'm watching and I notice that things are calming down. So I just take my move and go back to sit where I was in front of the, the chest. All right. All right, then. In that case, um, we'll, we can drop turn order. You guys can go back to normal. And uh, Boyd is... <laughs> Boyd, heroic Boyd. He's taking a nap. Getting his long rest in. Let's cut off the Jaws music. All right, then. So can I take uh, five minutes to dump a load, please? Bathroom break. Yes, bathroom hey, man, break. You're pretty regular. I am extremely regular. <laughs> this guy eats a lot of fiber. Alright, I'll be right back. Are we on break? Uh-huh. I ran out five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm drinking through all my beer. No, I'm, I'm drinking very sparingly. I'm having like one a day. My sister mailed me a surgical mask, <laughs> so I think I'm going to uh, <laughs> roll the dice on going to the store tomorrow. No delivery. I looked into it. I think because uh, it's DC, where basically half the population is like bougie pieces of shit. Uh, there's so much grocery delivery happening yeah. that like you can't get a delivery slot. They're just like completely filled for days and days. And I tried to mess with like Amazon fresh, but like as soon as you put something in your cart, like 20 minutes later, it drops out cause they don't have it and all this shit. Like all these systems are just completely stressed right now. Yeah. They put into special law into effect where all restaurants and stuff that are still open, they can do, uh, they can release cases of beer and bottles of liquor. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, I think the liquor stores are allowed to still be open here. Like we did a, a in DC a couple of days ago. They put us under like only essential services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can remain open. Which hilariously enough, my job, which is a news website that only talks about higher education, is considered an essential business. So it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> but uh <laughs> not that I'm going into work anyway, but yeah, it's fucking wild. We're supposed to go back on the seventeenth, but even my principal and vice principal, they were like, Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Like April seventeenth? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I can't we're, imagine. Our city's on a thirty day lockdown. It's the city. Mm. Yeah, I think ours is I don't think there's a date attached to it. I don't think. Or maybe it's until like April 20th or something. But the superintendent was such a dumb fuck. Like, all he cares about is testing and test scores and shit. Mm-hmm. That's why we were so late to close anyway. Like, we were one of the last states to close the schools. Yeah, it's fucking... It's wild. Like, Trump suspended the national testing and he was still like, Oh, 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 not yet, not yet. Like, fuck off, dude. Yeah, you got some uh, standardized test-loving motherfuckers running the country <laughs> if you see the test scores it's amazing china's better at english than we are <laughs> standardized like... tests they're better at english than we are it's fucking amazing. yeah <laughs> literacy rates probably higher too i would imagine mm-hmm. yeah, i don't believe all of the nice tests. there's a what john so it goes up i do know that our education system is pretty good all right, I'm back. Is everybody here? Yeah. Okay. Well, is Mace, Mace back? Maybe not yet. Everything come out okay, Jeremy? Yep, same as always. still in Jersey, John? What's that? I was asking John if he's still in Jersey. Yeah, actually, one of my sister's roommates, a family member's friend, tested positive for COVID. The roommate didn't tell anybody for a couple of days. I might have been exposed here for like, uh, the like two week yikes. isolation thing yeah that mm-hmm. was a good time i think um this is like day 10 of the 14 i guess that you were all sharing days. drinks and shit all sharing beer and stuff no but you know just like sharing like doorknobs and crap yeah <laughs> yeah passing them doorknobs around i get it yep. crap <laughs> yep all this doorknob and crap yeah, the kids, all are, the same seats. kids are in the doorknobs these days. Yeah, she came back from a family reunion, and then I guess she told my sister, and then didn't tell anybody else. My sister, like, mentioned it offhandedly a couple days later. And she was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how the state of things is. <laughs> it's yeah. not that chicken in jersey that siblings died, is she? Uh, no, she's not dead. She actually went to deliver food to people a couple days ago. Because oh, she, like, she can't stop working because they've been... Yep. My mom was telling me some, like, in Jersey, it was a, they had, like, a family reunion, like, 19 people. And the next day, the mom dropped dead. And the day after that, the sister dropped dead. And the day after that, the brother dropped dead. Damn. It's real stuff, though. Guilt. Pretty fucked up. <laughs> Luckily, no one, like, that roommate got sick shortly after that. But nobody else has gotten sick. Jersey's second most in the country, too. Yeah. What a time to visit Jersey. <laughs> no, I was supposed to be there, man. I was supposed to be there in a couple weeks. Cancel my shit. 
I still wish I could have went to New York. Fuck it. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> hey, Mace, are you there? I guess he's like... Yeah, I'm listening. Are you? Okay. <laughs> Alright, we'll continue then. Um, so, sure, now that everybody's seemed to cool off, sure is just gonna, at sword point, uh, lead Eldith out of the cell. Did he pick up his wand? Uh, yeah, he's gonna pick up his wand. Get him, Donnie. <laughs> ah. <laughs> nah, Donnie is fucked, man. Like, gonna bite him. Donnie now knows he's fighting alone. <laughs> uh, I was like, with you, buddy. So the yep. leader out. They don't immediately throw her off the ledge like they did. Uh, <laughs> or they don't have the spider come get him like they did with Ront. But Shore is going to take her off somewhere. And... No. Asha, Asha is gonna look Boyd around the room. Had the hots for Eldith is what we're discovering. <laughs> ah, maybe that's. It was either gonna be Pepito or Eldith. They wanted to have a strange small child. <laughs> Don't worry, there's lots of short women in this uh in this adventure. So, um, but yeah, they're gonna move off, and uh, the other elite guard's gonna leave as well, and Asha and Jorlin are gonna linger. And Asha is going to like look around the cell and uh, she'll kind of, speaking openly basically to everyone, she says, um, I am not the tyrant like Irvara, but I will not accept disobedience. This is the first lesson. And then she kind of gives Raylan a nod or a look that she acknowledges that uh, she he did not play a part in the scuffle and um, just walks off. And the original cell guard will stand there, and uh, Jorlin is actually going to hang around. He's kind of standing here. And he's going to have a little exchange with the cell guard, and uh, he's going to take the keys from him. Like an exchange, basically. And he's going to nod to him, and this guard's going to go off somewhere, and Jorlin is watching the cell now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is going to actually retrieve the, those trays. And... Uh, He's going to gesture for you guys to bring him the bowls that were never collected. <laughs> Somebody grab mine for me. <laughs> yeah. Is that's... there any after effect to that poison? Sure. No, nah, it's just straight poison damage. Um, and what do you got? You got one hour. Yeah, so boys out for an hour. Um, who is going to bring Jorlin the bowls? Anyone? Definitely not... Then he's just going to look to Raylan, who's closest to the cell door. And he's going to, like, thumb to the bowls. Are they, like, stacked up somewhere? They're just spread out through the room. You just did take a couple seconds to grab everybody's bowl. Alright, Raylan, I'll just do it. Okay. So, as you walk around and you come back, um, once you go to pass the bowls to him through the, the bars, he kind of, like, kneel, he drops to a knee as like, he pretends to drop a bowl. And he, like, gestures for you to drop down. And uh, Raylan reaches down as if he is trying to reach after it. And then he just gives... He, like, looks at him and cocks his eyebrow, like, what? And uh, he whispers something to Pepito. And Pepito kind of scurries to the side. <laughs> and also drops down to a knee. And um, you can tell he's kind of got, like, a, a little bit of a speech impediment. Because... Uh, part of his face is severely scarred. It's almost like he's speaking through a mask. It's kind of muffled. And uh, 
Lapito translates what he says, uh, but uh, he just says, If I create a distraction, would you take opportunity to run? And Raylan is just gonna gesture out towards the, the cliff and the spider webs and say, After all that, no. <laughs> I will make sure spiders does not harm you. Why do you care? He uh, looks around to see if he's watching and he just says, <clears throat> Mm, I don't really care about you. I just care more about making Asha and Ivara, and a lot of them look bad. Uh, Raylan just like looks at Bupido for his opinion. Bupido, uh, you—he doesn't say anything. Uh, he just kind of stares back at you. But you do recall the information about Jorlin that maybe he would be motivated to do something to slight Shore and Ovara. Basically, he used to be the top dog, and then he got hurt, and then he got thrown to the side. And Raylan just says, which way? And, uh... <clears throat> he will... You're saying, like, which way should you escape? Is what you're asking? Mm-hmm. He, like, looks over to the waterfall, or... Well, you have the fast way, and he kind of gestures to the waterfall, or the slow way. And he makes like this a gesture like he's cranking the the wench for the lift. And then which exit? He's trying to speed him through this. He says, I do not care where you go. <laughs> but what's safer? Safe? He kinda laughs. Less there guards. Is... The guards are on up here in the outpost. There are no guards on the floor. And uh Raylan just stands back up and kind of like hands the balls through the bars. And then he, uh, he just like nods at him, like, yep, yeah, deal. <laughs> and he just puts the bowls on the tray and he walks away. And he walks away? Yeah, to put the tray somewhere else. Okay, so Raylan quickly uh, gathers everybody up in the middle. Okay, you're doing like, that. As soon as, Jor- as soon as it's clear that Jorlin is like turning to walk away and leave the thing unguarded. Yeah, he said the. He implied that he was going to create a distraction somehow. But yeah, the gate. I don't think Jorlin knows that the uh, the door is actually unlocked. That's a separate thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So yeah. Raylan just kind of tries to get everybody together so that he doesn't have to shout. And he says, uh, for his own political bullshit, uh, Jorlin, the guard with the f- fucked up face. <laughs> is gonna create a distraction and let us all escape to make his superiors look bad. We're gonna hustle over to the lift and get down to the floor. Or does the lift hold this many people? I guess the lift held seven. I think I gotta look up real quick. Something like that. It wouldn't hold everybody in one shot. It would take mm. two trips, at least. How many people do we have? It says five medium, and I think I allowed seven because there we had two small characters. Okay. A lot of small characters, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just talking about the PCs. On the ground, how far is the bottom of the lift from the bottom of the waterfall? Grimsby would know that it was 40 feet. Okay, so, like, very close. Hmm. Okay, he says... uh, thinking that maybe the adventuring party is a little more hardy than the other folks he says we're gonna wake up Boyd 
and he looks at Donnie and sees that Donnie is kind of beat up and he's going to say Boyd and Donnie are going to go with some of you <laughs> just like broadly <laughs> indicating the NPCs and you're going to go in the lift and he says and the rest of us motioning to uh, like the adventuring party plus maybe Sarah and the prince who he figures maybe knows what he's doing he's like we're going to go over the falls. Uh, Sarath just nods in silence. And Lupito uh, looks over to you and he says, And when, when, when do we do this? When it's clear that Jorlin is making a distraction. I don't think he knows that the gate is unlocked. There's no way he could know that. So he may come back to check with us first. So right now, and he says like this a little bit louder, we're... Especially our group is going to arm ourselves and get ready. All right. Any motions to the chest. And uh, at this point, the other NPCs like realize that that chest has weapons in it um, or is loaded with stuff. So everyone in here, except for Grimsby, is still restrained by the shackles. So that's something you can take care of now or take care of later or however you want to do it. Yeah. Can we have a man do that for us? Yeah, he's going to try to see if uh, Sherwin can can at least evaluate it to see if there's a way to break them or if he can easily pick them or something now that he has the tools. He could try to uh, pick them. Um, they also uh, they look used enough to where you would assume with enough strength you could snap it, you could break it. I mean, it would take quite a bit of force, but it's doable. Okay, he's gonna just like ask Grim. After that, he's gonna ask Grimsby, like, "You got your hands free? Can you use like a sword or something as a lever and just like snap these quickly?" Yeah, let's give it a shot. And uh, Raylan kind of offers himself up as the test case. All right, so I'll give you advantage, um, and just make me an athletics check to break those. For Grimsby, right? Yeah, and go ahead and roll one more time while I'm looking up the stats for this. <clears throat> um, let's see. It requires... Alright, so can you roll damage with that sword? Because your strength was not enough, but you have damaged it. I mean, Like a what? short sword, right? Yeah. Just an attack? Yeah, uh, just the damage. Four. Okay. So... You wedge it in there, and you hear like a ching noise, kind of echoes through the cave. Um, and you're, you looks like you put some chips into one of the links, but you're gonna have to, to you're either have to snap it more effectively, or you're gonna have to smash at it more. And the Sherwin is at the same time is going to go over to Donnie and attempt to pick his stuff, his uh, restraints. Can I do another athletics to see if I can get it the second time? Uh, yes. Do the advantage. Oh, okay. advantage, advantage too. Yeah. Oh yeah, too. Oh, there we go. Perfect. And uh, you what? You put like the sword, wrap it around the chains, and then plant it in the ground at an angle where you can kind of like throw your leg or your knee into it, and it just snaps right off. And uh, so the restraint that was. Uh, so which one? You, this was the hand shackles. Is this what you're doing? I don't think we stated which one. You'll break it either way. That's. Is, do we have ankle ones too? It's just like a, there's like an arm bar that goes between both your wrists, and that has a chain going up to your neck. 
Yeah, it would just be to get the hands free. Just hands free? Okay, cool. Your hands are free, and you are no longer strained, restrained. Um, so, it did create a lot of noise, though, the snapping of that iron. Um, it echoed through the cave. And then Sherwin is... Mm, nice. Thank you, big ears. Nice. Yeah. And he adds his proficiency bonus to this, too, because it's thieves' tools. So, yeah, he... Uh, <laughs> and uh, he unlocks your restraints. They fall right off. Brain magic is very strong, I think. Sherwin Gizmo has never failed to fill a lock. And he, like, wiggles his fingers in the air. And, uh, okay, so I'm going to say with this precedent here, um, with enough time, you guys can basically unrestrain everyone. <coughs> okay, yeah, from, uh, Maybe breaking fewer of them than picking, if he can do the picking quickly. Jim Shark can give him the assist. And uh, with basically, with your not being watched at this point, um, you have time to do this. And you guys okay. can... Do you want to take a rest or anything? Well, Raylan would have made sure that at least the adventurers had whatever gear split up. I definitely need a rest. Right. I didn't. I don't think I right. ate either. I don't think I ate uh, dinner either. Okay, so go ahead and take a time. Take a couple minutes to like load up your sheets with the equipment that you want. Can um, you list what was available again? Sure. Um, so there's three chain shirts and two studded leathers still available. Uh, one of them's being worn by Grimsby. Uh, you got six short swords, uh, five shields, or sorry, four shields available. Four shields. There are five hand crossbows. One of them is being held by uh, Sherwin. There were six total, so there's five left. And there's a case of crossbow bolts. Twenty cases of crossbow bolts with twenty bolts in each case. So a shit ton of those. And there should be daggers too. Yeah. Yeah. There I wrote two daggers. Is that all you took? I think it was just two. Oh yeah, maybe it was just two. Okay. Yeah. Was yeah. Two daggers. So Raylan's gonna try to get a dagger unless does he still have that like iron bar uh grimsby still has that club yeah that iron rusty club yeah you can have that is that more like a club or more like a quarter staff a club okay what's a club is that a d6 i think it's a d4 maybe or at least i'm just i might be remembering Baldur's gate stats <laughs> let's look it up uh club it is d4 d4 bludgeoning it's considered a okay, light weapon so he would uh, just try to take maybe. He's gonna start off trying to take one dagger and one studded leather. Or wait, what studded leather give? Plus three. Studded leather. Studded leather gives you da, 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 plus. It's twelve plus your dex modifier. Okay. Well, you wouldn't take it then. So he'll just. Uh, I guess take a dagger and a rope. Like okay. put the rope so over the... his head and shoulder, like uh, around his body. All right. So the rope is silk rope and it is a hundred feet. Nice. So there's four, four spools of those. So you took one of them. Okay. And I don't, I don't think silk rope, if it doesn't show up in uh, the equipment, you can just add hemp. I think it's like a lighter version of hemp rope. So hemp rope shorter are there any swords or just dagger uh there's short swords 
Alright. Uh, Donnie's gonna grab a short sword and a shield. Okay. So go ahead and add those to your sheet. You got those. There is silk rope, but only 50 feet. 100 feet. I can modify it, though. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, you mean on the sheet? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And there are hand crossbows as well, if anybody wants those. Am I awake yet? Uh, yeah, we can say you're awake. It'd be an hour since past. <clears throat> so, I can't use metal stuff, so... I, um, I just Is that a rule? Because I just don't know if it's a rule. Yeah, I think it's a rule. Really? I know you can't use metal armor. I don't know about weapon. yeah, I know, weapons. Yeah, weapons either. I know that's the rule in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> the game from 1998. <laughs> but, like, they use sickles and everything. Yeah, it says I can use a club, a dagger, dart, a javelin, a mace, a quarterstaff, a simtar, a sickle, a sling, and a spear. That's it. Yeah, so okay. there's daggers, and there's a club. Yeah, so I'll, take, I'll take a studded leather. Okay. How many is there? There's two, right? Uh, there oh. are two, yeah. And how many shields were there? Five. And Donnie took one, so there's uh, four left. Or sorry, three left, because uh, Grimsby has one too, so there's three shields left. Shield, and I guess. And what were you talking about a club just now? Who's got a club? Uh, Grimsby found a rusty bar in the pool that counts as a club. It's made out of metal then? Yeah, it's like a it's like a big piece of rebar, basically. That then. <clears throat> I was thinking of something I can use as like a quarterstaff type of thing. I can use my um, shillelagh. Uh, I see. Hmm. So I can use a club or staff. You could probably, if you could find some zerk wood out in the yeah. underwater somewhere, you could probably craft one pretty easily. Okay. So then for now, I'll just use a dagger then. All right. And the NPCs are kind of, they're looking around as you guys are distributing weapons. <laughs> and their Bopito is like, uh, Mm, Master Raylan, I'm uh, not quite capable in melee. What should we do? Uh, and he just like looks around to make sure that everybody in the adventuring party is all set. Sounds like oh, so let's get Sherwin then. So Sherwin will take. Uh, just go ahead and continue while I'm looking at Sherwin. Yeah, he's got the crossbow. I just gotta put everything. Yeah, he's, in got the sheet. Poison, he's got a poison dart too, right? He's got a poison arrow too. Yeah. So. I'll get him set up. Just assume he's he's ready to go. If you want to go ahead and do something. Uh. So what's left? What's left is there are two shields left, uh, one studded leather left, all three chain shirts are left. There is one dagger left, and there are five short swords left, and there are three spools of rope left. And there are five cross hand crossbows left. Okay. So I've, got, I've got a crossbow and a... Oh, you took one too. of the crossbows? Okay, so then there are two ropes left, and then there are four crossbows left. So I think Raylan would try to sp split the gear between the two groups, like to make sure that each group has at least a rope, that each group has at least a, like caltrops... That each group has, you know, like, somebody who has an actual weapon. Okay. Uh, he's just like, you'll listen to, or he's going to just pull, like, how about the rest of you looking at the NPCs? So, Sarath will take a short sword, um, and he will take a chain shirt. He's, like, the first one to grab something, basically. Yeah. And, uh... <clears throat> Shushar will say, he'll just be like, 
I will never harm another living thing. And he just stands there defiantly. He will, will not take up any weapons. And I use my fork as a club, can I? Raylan just kind of like acknowledges you, Shard, that that's also valid. <laughs> <laughs> so a weird thing for a prisoner who's trying to escape to say. But anyway. He's kind of like, uh, he is at peace with everything. Things just happen. And that's how they are. <laughs> uh, so I'll say Jim Jar will take a short sword too. And the two deep gnome twins will take short swords. So there's one short sword left. And Did somebody take the other dagger? Uh, if no one was going to take it, I was going to give it to Sherwin. Because he had one in his gear originally, I guess. If no one okay. take it, I could take two. <laughs> Alright, so I'll give it to Sherwin. <laughs> All right, and mm. then uh, Raylan will take that club too, I guess. If if uh, Grimsby isn't trying to hold on to it, no, you can have it. I'm better with the sword anyway. And uh, if you took it, anybody who took a crossbow, make sure you put the bolts in there too, in case of the and bolts. Is it a it's a hand crossbow, right? Is that a special thing? Um, yeah, it's um, basically you can wield it with one hand. And uh, it's got a it's got a little bit shorter range than a normal crossbow, though. And it's considered light, and it has like uh, what is it? It says proficiency with crossbow. Hand crossbow allows you to add your proficiency attack bonus for any attack. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. It's just more compact, smaller. Okay. You can hold another. You can hold uh, a melee weapon in one hand, and this in another one. How many hit dice do we have? I don't understand. Two. How do I find this? It's your level. It's good with your level? Okay. Yeah. Alright. So, Bopito. Um, Bopito does not take anything. So we're doing a rest? You can, if you want to. And uh, Raylan would make sure that each group has somebody who can speak under common. Alright. So I guess that's Sarath. Does Sarath speak common, though? No. I the speak only ones, The only ones that speak undercommon, or I'm sorry, the only ones that speak common that are still alive are Bopito and Jim Jim. Okay, but so... I speak Elvish, so I can talk to Sarah. Well, sort of. Or does he speak Elvish, too? No, he speaks undercommon. He speaks, he spe- no, he speaks Elvish also. They were speaking Elvish earlier. Sarah speaks Elvish oh. and undercommon. Okay, should we s- just, like, separate the groups out? Yeah, or... you might want to do that. If you want to, like, in, if you're doing two different teams, like the Waterfall team and the the lift team. Yeah. So right. I think we Pito decided to follow along Raylan. <laughs> Boyd and uh, Donnie are on the lift team because they got beat up. And then I guess one, two, three, four, five, six. Well, wow, that's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, maybe we'll send the Prince guy with the elevator team because they have a bunch of small people would that probably work okay and see Sherwin's going on this team too right um no I think he would be on the other team the waterfall team okay so does that look right well, yeah, so well, Sarath, Grimsby, Raylan, Bupido, Sherwin I think like this and then the rest of them on the elevator let's see one one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, hmm. It's going to be one too many on the elevator. 
Does still count as a person? <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, so maybe we'll take stool on our side. Stool could be us. put on a large one of the large one's shoulders or something like that, though. But stool Let's is. Let's mention he'll make. We can all talk to each other. Stool really wants to stay with Boyd, though. It seems like. Okay. So maybe we'll take. Oh yeah, can we take the? Okay, Raylan would just ask, uh, what's his name, Shushar, mm -hmm. if he can make the jump down the waterfall safely. No problem. Okay, then he'll be on that team. <laughs> those are the teams. All right. <laughs> Very well. So let's just. All right. So you guys are take a rest for the first time, and um, while you are resting, um. This is the first time you've ever slept in the Underdark, and your senses are assaulted the whole time. Uh, you try to close your eyes, there's the sound of the water outside, there's the smells, there's everything that's like the physical obstructions to your sleep. But once you actually fall asleep, your mind is assaulted with these really vivid nightmares. And um, each of you... What did you say? Sorry, nightmares? Yeah, nightmares. And... Let's see, Grimsby. So you all experience something a little bit different. Um, so Grimsby, when you sleep, you have these visions of you're like just floating in black water, laying on your back. Your face is facing up into like nothingness. And you, all you feel is like below you is you just feel like these tentacles like propelling you forward through the water, just pushing you downstream basically. And you keep floating and it gets faster and faster and you get to the edge of this waterfall and you fall off the waterfall and at the end of the waterfall you just see this huge mouth open up. It's the mouth of some creature, multi-eyed creature, um, has no teeth. It's just like a big void opens in its mouth and you are just swallowed. And uh, <clears throat> Raylan, you see a dream of uh, you are <clears throat> walking through a maze seems like just corridors but it's not like the caves that you're in right now it's a, a corridor of stone that's been uh carved and there's these intricate etchings all along the walls and uh whatever the, the reason there's like some pressure for you to run and you just keep feeling yourself the need to move faster and faster and you run through the cave and the faster you run the faster you hear something coming up behind you and uh you it just sounds like hooves like pounding into the ground, getting louder and louder. And you run and sprint to the end of this maze, and then the floor just drops out into blackness. And Donnie, Donnie's dream is, um, <laughs> Donnie is hunting. He's in the Underdark, and he's like crawling through these caves, and he has, uh, he's like covered himself in the, uh, the fluorescent moss, and uh, just so he could see better. And so he's like glowing with like this mold and moss all over him. And he's chasing some creature from the dark, <clears throat> the underdark to eat. And he chases it into a small corner. And uh, right when he's about to pounce on it, he can feel something else creeping up behind him. And he turns around and there's this huge stalking beast. It almost looks like a, a hyena, like this giant hyena. And it has these long fangs and it's just drool is running out of its mouth. And um, he just, you can hear him whisper something in you. His mouth doesn't move, but you can hear like a voice come from him. And he just says like, hunt, mighty hunter, hunt. 
and uh, then you pounce on the thing you're hunting and you eat it. And uh, Boyd, your dream, you, it's like you woke up from your poison and you, but you didn't wake up in the cell. You woke up in this huge mushroom grove and there's these 10, 15 tall mushrooms that are like, they line the outside of your, your peripherals, um, like a forest almost. And there's like all these very different mushrooms and funguses that you have never seen. And you're just kind of like walking around and, and handling and touching them observing them and you progress farther down this path and it gets deeper into this like wooded area but it's all mushrooms and it opens up into a large grove and you walk into the grove and you see this uh woman and she seems to be like hiding behind this wall of mushrooms you just see her face and it's almost elven in nature her face but it's discolored it's uh got like these like putrid orange and greens and browns and blacks and it's kind of like almost like camouflage looking on her face and she's calling to you and she's not really saying anything but she's calling to you you can like feel it like pulling at you and you just walk closer and closer to her and as you do that the wall that she's staying behind it kind of starts to part slowly and slowly and then as it opens you can see her body and her body is just this mass of mushrooms and tentacles and fungi and they twist and twirl and uh, they reach out for you and like grab your legs and she pulls you prone and just sucks you in and sure one has a dream which i won't explain because <laughs> he's not here and then you wake up in a cold sweat i saw my god <laughs> and uh so you wake up cold sweat and whatnot Raylan, when you wake up, Pepito is already awake and he's just like looking right at you as soon as you wake up, very creepily. And uh, yeah, you wake up. You have a couple seconds to do something if you want to do anything. What are you doing? Uh, so Raylan just kind of like shakes the sleep off and looks right at Pepito and says, what are the dreams? I'm sorry? What dreams? And he just kind of like shakes it off like, never mind. And uh, he just tries to get up and arrange himself to kind of like look well. He looks out the front bars to see a friendly guard. You look out there and you don't see any guard within sight. But um, you... Let's see. Donnie. Donnie hears... In the distance, this low, almost like hummingbird-like sound. The sound of like the wings. This vibrating mm, out in the distance. And the rest of you don't hear it right. immediately, but Donnie does pick up on it. <clears throat> it does uh, is it, my it sounds up? like an insect? Yeah, it sound, well, it sounds like it has that sound. It's like a hummingbird wings or even like a, a bee's wing sound, like that kind of noise. Right. Oh, right. And then you hear that, and then within a few seconds of hearing that, uh, you hear a horn. That same signal horn that you heard before. But it's uh, very different. It's, um, it's like... And you hear the horn call out. And all of the prisoners who have been there for a while that have probably heard the horns over and over again, they all look confused. And Sarath is the only one that doesn't look confused, and he looks like shocked. And uh, he like runs to the gate and is like looking outside and you hear it over and over again. And then uh, that humming noise that uh, 
void heard, you hear it even louder now. And now everyone in the cell can hear it. And it's like this droning hum, and it kind of just echoes throughout the caves. And in the distance, you can start to hear shouting, the drow shouting to each other. And then Sereth just turns to the group, and he just says, The outpost is under attack? <clears throat> and Raylan says, uh, kind of in a what will seem like practiced way, but who knows. Uh, all right, this is it. Everybody get your gear, and let's move. Remember, this team, you're going to the lift. This team, we're going over the falls. And uh, we're going to be taking the south exit, and we're going to be heading to Sloopglop. <laughs> That's the north exit, right? Sloopadop. Sloopadop. The north exit was to the Drow City. The west exit was towards Dark Lake and Sloopadop. And the south exit oh, was towards Grapplestock. I wrote down, I marked yeah, I guess you fucked it up. <laughs> so the never, the never light, Berkshire, and Slugadop, and all that stuff is south. Um, uh, the never light grove is to the north. Um, so imagine, so going west, there's a huge lake. This is a dark lake, and all of these okay. cities that I talked about are points along the outside of the lake, basically. So, going west will take you right to the lake and like right to Slugadop. If you go south, the south exit out of here you will skip past the dark lake and it's just a long foot trail around the edge of the water down to Gracklestug. So never oh, like, well then we're going, he would have said West to sloop it up. Um, so never like grove and, uh, Blendon stone. All of those would be like on the opposite side of the lake from where you are right now on the West side of the lake. So, on, if it's just a circle and the east side of the lake is Sloopadop, the south point would be Gracklestug, the west point would be Neverlight Grove, and like the northwest point would be Blendenstone. Well, hopefully we get to Sloopadop, someone can get the map. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Raylan clarifies, from there we can each go the way that we need to go. So Pepito relays that to everyone who doesn't speak common, and everyone just seems in agreement. The twins seem more nervous than anybody, um, but they're ready to go. And uh, as you are dictating all of these, um, the humming noises get really loud to the point where if it was, if the source of the sound was any closer to you, you would probably be feeling like physical sickness or pain. And uh, you can see like the drow are just like sprinting around. Now, like you can see Drell passing in front of the bars of your cell, and they don't even seem to like give you an, one ounce of notice. They are just sprinting around, running to each other, and uh, trying to coordinate. Pepito and Sarath will tell you they're trying to coordinate because something has approached. And then anyone at the edge of the cell can see this flyby. Are the Quargoth running around too? Yeah, they're running around too. You see this huge... Why does he have human hair? <laughs> That's I a good question. I missed the lore on that part. Um, yeah, this thing is approximately 10 to 13 feet tall. And it's this huge, massive, flying uh, mosquito-type creature. And you see one pass by and then in quick succession you see three more of those just like it fly by past 
best the edge of the, um, the stalactites uh, out into the opening of the cavern. And you can see the drow take position as they start to like fly or shoot uh, crossbow bolts at it. And um, they're just scrambling. And then soon after you see the two or the four, the winged creatures, um, you see another one that it appears to be in pursuit of those. And you see two of these uh, vulture-like things, similar size, uh, 13 feet or so. And they're just screeching like uh, buzzards. And they're chasing down these flying um, mosquito things. What and do you do? Raylan just shouts, when there's no guards, go. Move. Okay. All right, All right. So I was, I was talking to Josh. And uh, so when Raylan's like, it's time to go. Sherwin's gonna come on your pants, underwear. I Wait, you're cutting out like crazy. You're cutting out. Is it always sounded like is when you said it's time to go, he's gonna come on your pant leg. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna come over and pull on your pant leg. <laughs> yeah. And okay. then just ejaculate everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I don't no. believe so, you. In my in my gear, there's a a box. That I, I cannot, I simply cannot leave without it. It's uh, quite dear to me. I think uh, these beasts might offer some sort of distraction. We could uh, recover it when we make our escape. <laughs> All right, you officially get the RP sure one now for the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and Raylan just says, "Like you can't live without this box." Um, no, it's. Because you may die to going to get it. He just talks over him. Like testing You don't have him. to tell me the odds. Calculated them three times. You simply must return. Ugh. And he says, okay, elevator team, go. And then he, uh... <laughs> I'm going to be mean. And he's going to say, Sherwin... Or uh, he's going to say, Grimsby, take Sherwin to Ilvara's room at the top of this stalactite above the armory. That's where she is, right? Or is it a different one? Uh, no, she's the second stalactite down that you guys have not been in yet. Okay, so he'll say for Grimsby to take Sherwin there, and then he'll say, meet us at the waterfall and hurry. I look at Sherwin. Why the fuck are we going here? To, uh, to retrieve a box for me and possibly your sword, my uh, mighty, mighty companion. Off. We go. Oh, fuck. And if you see a quarter staff, grab it for me. Of course. <laughs> All right. There might be cool uh, shit up there. We don't know. Might be. All right, Donnie's also going to be like, I, I want to protect Big Ears. He's my true kin. <laughs> I will go with. All right. You guys are free to move whenever you want. Three of us. Uh, yeah, you lead the way, Grimsby. All right, well, let's go. All right, so I'm not going to move each of the NPCs with you because it's a pain in the ass, so I'm just going to make sure you have the teams with you when you're moving. Just assume that. All right, so all when right. you guys step out, the first thing you see is there's just... I'm there, I'm not, I don't have tokens for all 24 of the enemies, but they're running around all over the place, and they are just shooting and trying to coordinate attacks against these flying creatures, which the flying uh, things that you saw, they don't... They're not attacking the outpost. They seem to be fighting each other. But the problem is, and uh, you guys get a good shot out of it, uh, when one of the uh, mosquito-looking things passes within a certain range of the edge of the uh, outpost, the drow just, they grab their ears and they just drop to the ground and just like blood is pouring out of their nose and mouth. 
like the vibration is like melting their brains. So they're trying to keep their distance and just shoot at them from range as the, the monsters seem to fight amongst each other. <clears throat> okay, which way is the waterfall? South. What an intense reaction. Perhaps we, we could block our ears back. up with some. There no Where walkway? are you walking? Yeah, there's a bridge right in front of you. You have to walk through the stalactite to get down there. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, what's he doing? <laughs> right into the spider's it's nest. The fucking like my whole screen is just black with like no, hardly no. anything showing. Yeah, and you can't go into the stalactite on your own. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta open it. You gonna open the door? Unlock it. Yeah, I'm gonna open the door, bro. All right, it's open. <laughs> Christ. Okay, I'm gonna pour in there. All right. And you see a guard the there, way, right? and he looks like he's like pulling his pants up, trying to get dressed. Um, okay. But he's he seems to be missing his armor. Can't seem to find it. <laughs> okay, Raylan's just gonna like attack him and try to kill him. Uh, you can tell by the looks of him that this is an elite guard. And when you come in, he doesn't. He's not trying to attack you. He just he's just getting ready. If you want to attack him, you can. But it's up it's up to you. Does he look worried? <laughs> he's trying. He's he's like a guy a bunch who is like armed slaves show up. Well, there's a bunch of, like, flying beasts around the outposts. He doesn't... He, yeah, he's getting dressed. That's what happens when he walks in. So what do you do? Okay, well, if he's not immediately hostile, hostile then the escape is on. So I'm going to open this south door and okay. keep going. Okay, when you run you through, he sees over? you, and he's he's in, a, like, a vulnerable position, right? He's not... doesn't have his armor on. And he just kind of, like, looks at you and is, like... He's, like, flipping out, doesn't know what to do. <laughs> And he just like falls on his ass as he's trying to pull his pants up and as you guys run by him. Okay, Raylan figures this guy has bigger fish to fry, so he just keeps going. Okay. So you're all passing oh, through no, there. Here's the waterfall. Is the waterfall? Next yep. to the waterfall? Raylan is, yep. No, the elevator. Farther down. Okay. I gotta keep going the same way. Yep. Where the hell is this room that I'm escorting Boyd to? Or Sherwin to? It's the next stalactite down. Okay. South? South, yep. It's the one immediately west to Raylan right now. So how do you get into the water of the waterfall? Like off the bridge or what? You jump. <laughs> jump from the bridge all the way down the waterfall or jump down into the... Uh, you can avoid the, the net. Water. You can avoid the, the webbing and jump right in the water. But then you're just in free fall. There's not like a stage before that? Nope. Just free fall. Okay, so Raylan is waiting for... At this point, he's waiting for them to be done with their thing with the rest of the Waterfall crew. Okay, so Sherwin and Grimsby. So the where Donnie is right now, I'll move you further down, Grimsby. Yeah. This is the stalactite with... Um, whoops, I just turned you sideways somehow. <laughs> this is the room. <laughs> so uh, it is shut, so you'll need to open it if you want to go in. Are you opening well, it? Well, given the upheaval, I'm just going to open the door, and I'm going to slam into it. All right. Slam open the door. Roll me a d6. There are some odds of whether or not someone is in here. Five to six would be bad. Oh, shit. Mm, lucky you. <laughs> you burst in the door, and um, it wasn't locked. You're able to open it. So you well, slam into the room. Oh, sorry, Boyd. <laughs> And uh, the first thing you see is there's this huge, uh, enormous spider statue with um, 
it's like just black ebony thing and it's so realistic if it were to move a little bit you wouldn't be surprised but it's a statue um and in here um yeah that's all you see it's this huge shrine it looks like and then there's a uh, opening in the floor with a rope ladder down similar to the other stalactite perfectly sculpted specimen this is Sherwood's like tap it on this butter yeah it just rings out and uh actually you can see there are uh it has like where its eyes would be um it looks like there's a couple encrusted jewels in the eyes but other than that that's all you see in the room other that in the rip letter down let's get what we're here to get and get the fuck out of here <laughs> oh of course I, uh, apologies all right. Quite a uh, distracted nature. So there's a rope ladder down. Boyd. What's up, Boyd? Say that again. Can you say it again? You cut out. Entity. Going to symbiotic entity. What does that do again? So it's, instead of a wild shape, it's what I use. And what it does, it gives me eight temporary hit points. I roll double damage dice for my Halo Spores thing. And I get additional 1d6 poison damage when I hit with a melee weapon. Okay, Last cool. For 10 minutes or until I lose temporary hit points. All right. So you got that on. Spore on. And Raylan, sorry, Raylan cast, cast mage armor while he's standing there too. Okay. All right. Go I ahead and cast it. Mains. Use your spell slots and whatnot. Oh, fuck. So, oh, Boyd, your thing's an ability, right? So you're good. Um, so, Boyd, one thing you would be concerned about is um, your spell components. Okay. Which you do not have. I don't I don't need spell components. Yeah, you do. For what? Casting spells. No, there's a voice of semantic, voice of semantic, voice of semantic. Oh, you don't have anything with spell components? Uh, let's see. Goodberry, what does it need? Goodberry needs mistletoe. Detect poison needs a leaf. Detect magic, no, I don't need anything for detect magic. Shillelagh, I just need my staff. That's it. Oh, no. Mistletoe, shamrock leaf, and a clever quarterstaff. All right. If you're, I'm just saying, if you're not concerned with it, I was just letting you know that you don't have Are those you on really you. Really focusing on that is it carry. Well, yeah, you got to have your spell components or your spell or your casting your spell casting focus item, whatever it is, to cast spells. That's the reason why Sherwin that require a material component. Yeah, I mean you can always get it later. Okay. And it's like forage for it. Where am I gonna get a mistletoe and a shamrock leaf down here? You can find the equivalent. A U leaf. And I guess I'll go in there with them. <laughs> Shit, I guess too. Alright, so you descend the rope ladder down. What are you doing? Yep, we're going down. Alright. Who's going down first? Grimsby's looking for his great sword. Uh, oh, Donnie's along the gonna, way. Donnie'll go down the rope ladder and try to like sniff out stuff that smells like Sherwin. Okay. Roll me survival. Or perception, whichever one. I'll give you either or whichever's better for you. Okay. Oh. Um, the smell of Sherwin is strong enough to where you think his stuff is probably down here. There's a lot of smells right. coming from yeah, down there. Going down, I'm rummaging through. Alright, so you climb down. So, this... If you had to guess if this is where Ilvara stayed, you would guess it's here. Um, the walls are hung with, like, this black mesh resembling spider's webs extending from a central spot in the ceiling and then draped down like curtains. And there's thick woven mats that cover the floor with uh, large platforms. And <clears throat> while a large 
low platform is covered with cushions and pillows to make a broad uh, bed, basically, out of pillows. Uh, one side of the chamber contains a small table and two chairs, and while the other side holds a small shrine to uh, Loth, you would assume, there's like a spider statue there and it's draped in silk, there is a heavy chest of black stained desert wood that sits at the foot of the cushion bed. I will pop that chest. Just gonna pop it open. Uh, it is locked. All right. Well, Donnie's defeated. <laughs> so good. Sure you're running. Sure followed one. him down. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, what a decor! If walls could talk, I think maybe this is meant to mimic spider webs, possibly. Uh, then Donnie's gonna like motion towards the chest. Go, oh, indeed. Pull out his little lock. Get okay. It. This looks promising. I can't roll this sheet then. No, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I would do that. I'll for assist too. Get a sheet open. Come on. Okay. <clears throat> what do you get? Plus his uh, proficiency bonus. So, 15. Alright. So, 15 gets it. So, okay. uh, yeah, he got it. Uh, so 15 gets it, and um, you hear it snap open, and then as soon as the lock comes open from him kind of forcing it with his tools, a small, thin needle springs out of the hole and pricks him on the finger. And now Sherwin needs to make a con save. So pops him on the finger, and you... Uh, Immediately, a large drop of blood comes out, and you can see the panic look on Droman's face. Uh, but he succeeded his role. Doesn't seem to be uh, poisoned or affected anyway. Just a prick on the finger, and it's unlocked, and you can open it. They hope nothing becomes of this little prick. And what's in there? So you open it up, and uh, you see a variety of some silken garments and maybe personal items of Ilvara's. Uh, you see a silver chain headdress set with small onyx stones. Um, probably valuable. Uh, you see a drawstring bag uh, that is partially ajar that has uh, two vials in it of some kind of liquid. And uh, you see a small leather purse that contains uh, 24 gold, 30 silver pieces, and a moonstone gem. And uh, you also see uh, what... Sherwin and Boyd would recognize it to be a spell component pouch, but not theirs. Maybe it is Elvara's. And additionally, uh, you see Sherwin's box is in there that he is looking for. Uh, Sherwin's a girl? <laughs> he is now. Uh, so Sherwin's going to grab his box. I'm not sure what else he would take out of there. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think, uh, yeah, Sherwin doesn't need spell components because he's, artificers have like this focus thing, so he can just make his stuff, but, uh, the spell components, uh, maybe Boyd would want that. Yeah. Would he take any of the valuables? Grimsby's gonna take the money. I'm gonna take the money. Okay, Because I know money. that we got all of our taken off. Okay. And there's and the two vials. I'm gonna, yeah, I was thinking about the vials, too. Okay, you take those. Uh, do they look like poison? No, don't look like poison. Well, not like 
It doesn't look like the poison stuff you found before. They look like uh, blue and oceany color. They look refreshing. Like all my stuff's not here, right? Like my um, herbalism kit, poisoner's kit, all that stuff wouldn't be here, right? Mm, doesn't look like it's in there. They might have dumped it. Yeah, it might be down in the pool or something like that. And further, my big, my big sword isn't there either, right? It's not there, no. Any kind of staff laying around or anything? A club? No. They described before, like, any of that kind of, like, wooden stuff, non-metal weapons, I usually just throw over the edge. Got it. Well, this is what I came for. What's your bed look like? It's like uh, just these elaborate cushions, just all piled on top oh, okay. of each other. I was hoping, like, a four-post bed. Could take... the bed to see if anything's hidden? They smell like sweat, though. Mm. <laughs> Should we investigate the bed to see if anything's hidden? Go for it. I mean, is that fruitful? Yeah, I mean, you you have to roll perception. Perception? Oh, yeah. sorry. Perception. God damn. Uh, sure yeah, you don't see anything other than um, some very soft and comfortable cushions. I'm gonna jump on the bed. Do you want to assist? <laughs> you jump I'm on the jump bed. Down, up and down the bed. Um, uh, does anything smell like meat in here? Like rat meat? Nope. No, I think based on the description you found heard earlier, they probably dumped the rotting rat meat that was in your bag. That had been in All there right. for probably a couple weeks. Donnie can hope. <laughs> yeah, now you jump on the bed. It is soft. It makes you feel nice. You can smell perfume and sweat <laughs> yeah. in the sheets. Would, uh, would my little buddy have followed me in here? Stole. Your little buddy stole? Yeah, he's with you. He was. I think he was on your he's team, right? on the bed, too. <laughs> All right. Um... Jim Jam will speak up and he'll say, uh, guys, shouldn't we be moving? Uh. <laughs> I can't do that. We gotta climb up first. Uh, it's an excellent proposal, my equally statured friend. Let's go. So as uh, people are waiting outside, one of the monster swarms fighting in the air um, comes flying close to that bridge where the uh, waterfall team is waiting. Uh, so we can hear the buzz inside? Yeah, you can hear it from outside. And I'm actually, I'm going to drop the walls here so you can see off the edge better. Uh, so Sherman reminded of the painful buzz, the blood coming out of people's ears and stuff. Like, we should cram some of this fluffy stuff in our ears. Our that after yeah. the sound waves. You could rip the cushions open, yeah, and put it in your ears or something. So After they fly near a railing, they're just going to tell that team to jump. All right. So, yeah, as soon as they come by, um, they all kind of listen to you without question, really. And um, you... Maybe he lets the fish man go first to, like, demonstrate correct technique. He uh, took a beautiful <laughs> swan dive off the top. One half pirouette down at the waterfall. So he jumps off. Then Sarath, and then Pepito. They all jump down in. Bombs away! Okay, Raylan's gonna go. Alright, so you drop off just as the the insects fly by, and uh, you manage to stay out of range of their horrible buzzing, and uh, fall 100 feet down to the pool below. And uh, I think, can you... So, once you drop into the water... Uh, the first problem that Rayland encounters is that it is pitch black on the floor of the cave. Right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So you can hear and feel Bapido and Shushar and Sarath kind of swimming toward your towards your left. So you get the sense they're moving that way. Um, Bapido is knowledgeable enough to know that maybe you are not fully capable in the dark, and he just speaks up to you and says, "This way, Raylan, this way," and they swim to the shore. Oh, I had the damn! I was so backwards and upside down. I thought this was like going down the <laughs> no. waterfall. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see, I can see that. Okay, yeah. I get it. All right, yeah. So he just follows along, trusting that they know what the fuck they're doing. All right. Uh, so, yep, you guys make it to the shore. Okay. Is guys that it? Is that the whole team that didn't fuck around in the room? I thought that was your whole team. Is there somebody else that I'm missing that should be on your team? Oh, Sherwin. Sherwin was on your team. Sherwin and Grimsby. Yeah, but they, he, was, he was like not waiting for them to finish in the room at that point. Okay. They weren't done yet when those things flew by. So guys in the room, what are you doing? Uh, well, we need to climb back up, don't we? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to climb back up first. All right. What's that sound? Somebody like rolling around in the bed? I think it's uh, OGJ. Yeah, sorry, I had you in my pocket. <laughs> All right. Um. So, okay, you guys climb out. What are you doing? And there was nothing. There was nothing else in this room, right? Just the spider. That's it. Yep, just the spider shrine when you walked in. Did anybody grab the, the gems out of the eyes of the spider? Nobody attempted to. You can do that. Does it have yeah, gem eyes? It yeah, did. There's a couple of gems in there. Boy, don't care about gems. <laughs> Yeah, Donnie doesn't I care say, about I James. I grabbed the money, so we, we've got money. I don't know money. if Sherwin would. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Would Sherwin care about this the gyms? the slowest escape Probably. in the history of time. He'd be curious about it, but I think he feels the uh, the urgency of the situation to leave. <laughs> running, gotcha. Running, <laughs> oh, if there's a pot of tea, I want to carefully pour myself a cup. <laughs> Interact. Void, void. We're going this way. Up, up. To the bridge. No, I take the elevator. I have to take the guys to the elevator. Right? Yep, that was the plan. No, No, Sherwin was with you. Yeah. Oh, sorry, boy. Sherwin. Sherwin! All the short people are the same. Oh, Sherwin. He runs after Grimsby. Time to get wet. (laughs) 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 All right. And we jump. Okay, you jump. Jump to the bottom, and same thing for Grimsby, though. Pitch blackness. And uh, Sherwin is able to see, though. He's got some dark vision. And But you, Grimsby, you can hear, like, Sarath and uh, Shushar call out to you to swim towards them. Yeah. So, Boyd and Donnie, <clears throat> you come to this stretch down here, and um, you can see Quagoth and Drow, and they are just, like, running around with their heads cut off, basically. Um, some people are shouting that they... Uh, you can hear like Asha and Avara's name be in intermingled with whatever they're saying, and it looks like they're kind of running around without leadership. Can't, can't seem to find somebody. It looks like maybe Asha has blood coming out of her head somewhere. Maybe who knows? Uh, I'm going. All right. So there you are. You see the lift over there, though. Is this the west exit up here? Yes, that's the west exit up there. Over here, that's the lift. That thing. Y- yep. There's a big crank there that needs to be operated in order to for it to go down. They're not running it, are they? What's that? Oh, they're with you. Is it far He's is with you. Is still there, like, with the lift? What is it that you need, Master Boyd? Look at the sick. Not that Quargoth. 
Oh, you went Poe? The ones that run the lift. No, they're not there. Everyone's like running around. Who's this one here? Uh, roll me a D100 and maybe you hit Poe. Give you 25% chance. That's not Poe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a run of the milk wall goth. <clears throat> Alright, uh. But these drow, I mean, they're running around, they see you, and you can see them, like, okay. yell back and forth to each other about you, and, like, anyone who does that, they just get pushed, and they're, like, telling them to, like, go do something else as they're scrambling around to prepare for the attack. What's this room here? <laughs> uh, that room is, you see, the it's a pretty plain room. Um, there's a bunch of cots. It looks like sleeping cots uh, throughout ah. the room. This might be the guards' quarters. Donnie, they might have some some meetup in here. <laughs> uh, there's a little chest underneath each of the cots you can see. Uh huh. I want to check them. Okay. Raylan um, is just going to be asking Sarath to guide them towards the exit after the other group doesn't materialize after a while. All right. So he'll start pushing you guys to the west. A little bit and a little and then you pop open the chest void and uh you see some gear um you see like another crossbow hand crossbow um you see a short sword dagger a suit of uh studded leather and you see a bag of mushrooms oh i grabbed a bag of mushrooms all right you would recognize those as like rations basically like small edible mushrooms okay and roll me roll me a d4 roll me a d4 on the mushrooms okay so two days worth Two days worth of rations for those mushrooms. Okay. All right. So the other group, your other guys and your team are over waiting by the uh, by the lift. We gotta figure out how the hell to get down when nobody's there to crank it. And jump on the lift and then cut it. <laughs> but then we might as well just jump in the waterfall. I think we should jump, jump in the water. Jump in the water. Yeah. All right. If we jump off together. There's water underneath too, right? No, there's not. You jump webs. off there, it's going to the spider webs. Oh. All right, team, back to the waterfall. <laughs> Changing Splash plans. <laughs> all right, so they all run. You guys are sprinting over there, and basically everyone can keep up with you, but Stool is having a lot of trouble keeping up. And uh, as you make it to the edge, Stool, Stool travels like a third of the pace of everyone else. Shit. And... Uh, He's just kind of like squirking along, and a quagoth is like coming up behind him, like yelling, yelling about something. Oh. And uh, when you run up to to see to what's going on with Stool, you see it's Poe, and Poe is running after the Stool. I'm gonna throw my I'm gonna throw the toad. Do I recognize it as Poe? Yeah, it's Poe. Is it Poe? And I'm gonna toss him a toad. <laughs> you throw the toad at him. He uh, yeah. catches it, and he's like. Mm. Toad look good. And uh he just scarfs it down and stops where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> and Stool like runs over to you and snuggles up with you. Yay. And uh Topsy and Turvy get up behind Donnie, waiting for him to jump. Alright, Donnie's jump. So you jump down into the poopy filled water below, and Topsy and Turvy follow. So do Prince Darendil. Did Sherwin already jump? Sherwin, yeah, he jumped with the other team, with Grimsby. Damn it. The perfect line. <laughs> so, Boyd and Stool, you're the, the only ones. Oh, Jim Jar's still up there, too. Jim Jar will jump. 
So, Donnie, same problem. You're blind down here, but you can feel everyone swimming towards a certain direction and voices from the shore. All right, I'm going to swim that direction. All right. Does it do damage with jumping off that waterfall? It's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's deep enough to... Okay. As long as you don't try to belly flop it. <laughs> I, was, I, was gonna, I was debating whether or not to and get, crank it down for us, but okay. Jump. So you jump. And stool, stool like, is like a, a buoy. He just pops right up, shoots out of the water. <laughs> and uh, he, he's bobbing along. And he's not, he's not able to swim. <laughs> so Boyd's going to have to carry him out. I'll prop him up. And uh, yeah, Come on, little buddy. you're able to get him out. So everyone is out onto the floor. <clears throat> no light, so if you got dark vision, you can see. Otherwise, you're kind of relying on everyone else to lead you around. And above you, sure about, has dark yeah, he does. Um, above you, about 100 feet above. Sorry, didn't mean to grab rail in there. You can see these creatures like fighting and biting at each other. The the mosquito-looking things—they're like jabbing its their their uh, their mouthpiece into the back of this flying vulture thing and one grabs onto it and stabs it and then the other one joins it as well and they both are like piercing it and then suddenly as you guys are where are you guys going by the way you said you're going west is that the consensus <clears throat> okay so you guys are moving that way and uh you would notice that this creature it's after he's been like sucked on by these giant mosquitoes it falls to the ground in front of your path right in front of your path at the exit and as you guys are moving up that way and you see it there and it looks really injured like it's it's bleeding out of all these different orifices and it's kind of its legs aren't moving and it's kind of crawling by pulling itself with its arms and so we can't see it, those of us without dark vision? You can't see it. You can hear it, though. Um, but they'll explain to you. Somebody will explain. Uh, sure, and we'll be like, A giant vulture has fallen from the ceiling! <laughs> and uh, it's laying there on the ground. I, I want to I call to it, since they told me that it's there. I want to call to it in my uh, animal language. Are you friendly? No response. Uh, it's probably not a beast. Okay. Fresh meats. <laughs> so you have a couple seconds there. Yeah, it could be fresh meat. It looks pretty hurt. <clears throat> it looks like it's trying to get his wings going again to fly up. I thought he's gonna pound. If he can, he can like sense where this is going around. Right? You can sense it. Yeah, I mean, but you can't see well enough, so you'll be attacking at disadvantage. But you could attack it. How big is it? It's about thirteen feet tall. Donnie's going in. He's going in. Going in? Alright. Um, He's going inspect, to inspect his stuff. My box has never been so wet. I hope its contents are undamaged. Oh wait, you saying Donnie or is this sure one that's attacking? <laughs> it's Donnie attacking. Okay, alright. Alright, go ahead. And it'll have... Uh, I'll say you, you won't do it at a disadvantage because it is... Uh, what's the status for this? He's prone. Immobilized so or something? He's prone. We'll count him as prone. So you get advantage on your attack on him. Which would would displace your disadvantage because of light. Oh. <laughs> uh, you just hit. Okay. Roll damage. 
All right. So, yeah, you run up to... How are you attacking it, by the way? Um, so I'm going to run up and, like, kind of feel around. I guess, like, the neck is pretty vital on most things. We just go for that, look for something that's important, jab my, my knife in, and then give her a bonus action the bite. Okay, yeah, go ahead, take your bite. Teeth. Root. Nice. What's that noise? Okay, it's gone. Uh, so I crit failed on the bite. Hey, uh... Twice. Hey, hey Mace, can you turn down the music volume on your end a little bit? Yeah, just a sec. Okay. Yeah, so you plunge the sword into it and get the bite into its throat, and it just squeals out like it didn't see you coming as it was struggling to fly back up to fight the other monsters. And it just blood gorges out of its neck, and it dies right there on the spot. Nice. Feel its final twitches. Yeah, and uh, as you're doing that, you know, Sarath or somebody calls out, and he's like, you fool! And then you kill it immediately, and everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but yeah, it's dead, and your path is free to the <laughs> west. Hold on, let me let me let my dog out. Right. Okay, sorry about that. Alright, so you killed the Vrock. It's dead, and the path to the west is open. Uh, so uh, he's gonna... I want to take some, some meat off of Okay, go ahead. Give me survival. And so Grimsby heard Sarath shout out, you fool, and I asked him, why, what's wrong? Hmm? It's a demon, he says. So then, oh, shit. but wh what do you care if we kill it? Damn. I'm more worried about it killing us. Uh, uh, that's 20 uh, on the survival. Yeah, okay, roll me a d6. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Need a little bit more effort. Alright, <laughs> I got a one. I feel like you deserve that one. Alright. Uh, okay. Let me roll the D. I'll roll D4 too. My double crit failure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was damage though. Wasn't it damage? No, oh, that shit. was for the bite. Ah, anyways. The six was enough anyways to begin with. Um, the six damage on the sword. So you get uh, five pounds worth of meat off of it. Right. Regular D4 not for your um, exceptional success. I gave you an extra D6. Oh, yeah, demon meat. Did you meat. say demon in common? He said it in Elven to uh, to Grimsby. Are we still all spored? I speak Elvish too, so I guess I can talk to him as well. Yeah, you could talk to Sarath. So yeah, you understood that. Are we spored still? You're not spored. No, it's already gone. It only lasts like 10 minutes or so. Oh, and then we took a sleep, right? Yeah, so he could do it again. He looks, his color-wise, he looks recharged, if you want him to. Leave my boy alone! Okay, well, Raylan would just be shouting the whole time, are we running or are we watching this fight? The NPCs are just waiting for you guys to go. Yep. So go ahead, run. <laughs> run down the path. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys... Back. So this, the shouts <laughs> of... Uh, <laughs> of panic from um, above, they slowly fade as you guys run off into this tunnel. And this is kind of a good depiction of what it looks like. Um, Your mom's vagina? No. You die. <laughs> <laughs> Did the picture come up, by the way? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. 
I just make sure that worked the way to that. Yeah, so you run off into the cave to the west, and let's cut off the music. So you... I didn't move up there because I thought Jeremy was just going to grab us all. Oh, no, I was just waiting. Just making sure you guys were done. Communicate and whatnot. Um, yeah, so you run off into the cave, and uh, for the first few moments, you're running and running and just moving, right? Moving away as fast as possible. And after a few minutes, it kind of like sets in the environment that you're in. The guys, uh, I mean, there's only, most of the NPCs they all can see in the dark, most of the party, except for Sherwin, is kind of blind. And the darkness is everywhere, right? It's everything. It's overwhelming. It's never ending. It's, uh, but the overwhelming darkness isn't the only thing that kind of gets to you. It's, it's the like insidious, ever-present accomplice, which is silence. It's just deafening quiet. Um, every sound that you make is amplified tenfold. Uh, you've been on the move for quite a while since running through there, and you've gone through already gone through narrow tunnels and some wide passages, passages uh, across large open cathedrals and caverns, and uh, there's these little stalactite mazes and stalagmite mazes that you've had to run through. And, but the only constant thing is the silence and the dark. And you might be able to see if you have dark vision. Maybe if you're lucky, you have the super dark vision, 120 feet. But that's just like a meager, it's like 40 yards, right? And at best, it's just of, of gray, dreary visibility around you, which is just beyond that, which is just like inky black nothingness. Occasionally, the darkness is broken by some clinging phosphorescent fungi or crawling luminescent creatures. Um, and every now and then from out of the silence, uh, echo sounds of dripping water or scurrying unseen creatures. However, that only serves as a mocking tease for the once past glimpse of light. The endless darkness consumes. It engulfs. Okay, so very well done. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to feel like you're as respected as you deserve for that before I start shitting all over it <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> just ruining your plan some more so uh once they were like i don't know 20 minutes deep running um raylan would have tried to start like f- trying to figure out like a light source out of whatever is at hand like can they yeah, can we grab mash some together a bunch of mushrooms or can they So you have not found a mushroom yet that is luminescent by itself. There's just like mold on the walls that is glowing, but if you scrape it off with your hand, it just dies. Um, You did see mushrooms earlier, earlier that when you first got unloaded off the um, off the lift that the drow were using. So you know they exist, but you're gonna have to take time to look for those. Basically, there's a mechanic to do that, which I will explain to forage for different mushrooms and shit. Yeah, so are they, they're not available along the way, though, is what you're saying? No, they're not. It's not like it's just populated with that. It's mostly darkness, and any bit of light you do see is just from this fungus and mold on the walls that you could scrape off, but it just kind of dies in your hand. Okay, and how about the edible type? Are those also not available through this passage? So, I'll just show this to you now. I think this is the right one. All right, I'll just show this to you. This kind of explains about several things but i just shared a document with you called underdark travel in rule 20. the very top talks about pace about how fast you can move um so you can read that separately but basically you can travel faster 
or slower per day. And there's some benefits to it. Like if you travel slow, you can hide. Uh, you can also forage better. If you travel too fast, you can cover more land, but you have minus five to your perception checks and uh, you can't forage. Normal speed, you can do whatever. But if you scroll down to foraging, um, there's some rules on how to do that. But basically, uh, someone in the party makes a foraging survival check depending on what area you're in and you can see how much food or water you can get which would be like mushrooms for example edible mushrooms so i can my forage at a plus four survival so and i'm a ranger so i probably have i don't know do i have proficiency with that mm, if you have survival proficiency survival. you can just yeah survival is the skill used to forage so yeah i have plus five and so um, let's move it base then and forage so what I think I want to do here is while you guys are moving, <clears throat> um, I'm thinking this is my idea anyways, if you don't want to do it this way, it's fine. Whatever's more fun for you guys. But you have, hold on, I got to draw some X's on my sheet here. Eldith is gone. <laughs> are we worried is about gone. food? You should be. Because um, I'm just going to cast good berries body of berries. Well, that's good for as, as long as you have enough good berries to do that. 10 berries, right? Is it how many you get? Time. Or do you roll for it? Yeah. Up to 10 berries appear in your hand, it says. Okay. Well, as long as Boyd is around, you can eat good berries. Um, you got to roll, though? Or is it just you choose? If the spell says up to 10, I guess you get 10. Yeah, it's just straight. It says 10 berries at the top there. Did those act as rations? Yep. Yep. Provides oh. enough nourishment to sustain a creature for one day. Do we have ten people in the group or more than that? Nine. Right? One, two, three. Huh? One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. Eight NPCs plus you guys. Oh. Well NPCs. <laughs> What's your guys' alignment? <laughs> I'm, pure also, neutral, I'm natural explorer, so difficult terrain does not slow your group's travel. Mm. Nice. Yeah, so that'll be good if you're going through difficult terrain. Yeah, when you're well, isn't the inner dark difficult terrain? Like, is yeah. it all? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some. It depends on the area, but yeah, for the most part, there will be places I would say it's not difficult terrain. But <clears throat> as you're navigating, oh, kind shit. of blind. When I forage, I find twice as much food as normal. Nice. Oh shit. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess for food, it sounds like you guys are pretty much set unless Boyd is out of commission. Unless you, then you would want to uh, probably get something. I also so. have shit where I can provide for yourself and five other people each day as long as the land offers berries, small game, water, and All right, so you guys were, like, built for this. <laughs> okay, so we're good on the... So that covers food and water? Yeah. Sounds like it. As long as you have uh, Boyd or Donnie. Otherwise, you would have to forge like normally. Okay, so should we just travel normal speed then? Pull that paper up. <clears throat> yeah, it sounds okay. It seems like Sherwin would want to draw a map, so he should map everything. Fucking nerd. Okay, so you want to assign some duties like that? That would probably be good. Yeah. Is there, <clears throat> is there an extra well, short sword available, or does someone have all of them? Are they all distributed? They're distributed, I think. Yeah, Donnie took one. Yeah, I, I have them all as distributed. Do you have one? Could I take one off of one of you the NPCs? Because I just realized I have two weapon fighting. You could oh. take one off of one of the less fearsome. 
I think almost almost none of the NPCs have weapons except for uh, Jim Jar. I think Jim Jar and Sarah are the only one that took weapons. That was all that was left. We're gonna travel so, at normal pace. You might as well forage too, since yeah, well. yeah, you can do it without any um, any like uh, disadvantage. I am more concerned about the incoming danger. Yeah, we won't take the negative then if we go normal. So, so what I would like to do is like have you guys choose. Let's see. There's um, Shushar, Stoid, Stoid, Stool, Topsy, and Turvy. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight NPCs. Um, I would like all of you to like choose one NPC to be basically in charge of in terms of like what you have them do. Um, combat wise i mean they're not gonna if you tell them to walk off a cliff they're not gonna do it obviously but in terms of like any roles or things you have them do they'll do basically whatever you ask them to um within reason so if you guys like want to choose Sarah. one that you like something like that i don't I'll understand take basically i'm not gonna control them for the most part like oh, if you're gotcha. okay. like if you're traveling or even in a fight if you want them to do something you just tell them what to do instead of me like acting through them okay i guess i'll take the prince. Okay, so prince is going the railing. <laughs> prince. <laughs> All right. Man says he's a prince. You gotta respect that. Boyd, who do you want? Railing. Stool? Not necessarily. I guess I get the stool. Yeah. You want stool? Okay. I want Sarith, but <laughs> drop a stool. Take stool. Yeah, you can choose whoever you want. If you want Sarith, I mean, there's eight of them, so everyone's gonna, someone's gonna have more than one to take track of. Keep track of. Because I mean, still ain't gonna do shit, but follow me around. Yeah, he's a good like communication well, device. And he'll he'll eat your poop. Yeah. <laughs> you want Sarah, I'll take Sarah. So do you want I'll Sarah? Take, boy? Uh, I'll take Asha, the the Drow Junior Priestess. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I want Shushar. All right. I'll take the. Are the the twins are with us, right? The twins. Yeah, what are they? Dwarves, gnomes. gnomes? Deep gnomes. Deep yep. gnomes. I'll take both of them. Okay. All right. Who's left then? Jim Jam. Uh, Jim, jo- Jim Jam, Bepito, and Sarath. Uh, I, I think I Grimsby take... took Sarath. I did, but then I gave him up. Oh, okay. Oh, you're giving him Boyd? Okay. So Boyd's got Sarath. And then <laughs> you got the twins. All right, and Would last one would this be. Our allies or something. Yeah, I'm gonna change your uh, the controls and roll twenty for you to have control of their token. And Jim Jar goes to Donnie, and Pepito too, I guess, goes to Donnie. Uh, I think like Josh can take the other. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we'll say that uh, Josh has Don or Josh has Pepito, and days that Josh is not here, who wants him? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'll take. Yeah, either Donnie or Raylan kind of talk to him a lot, so either way. All right, say Donnie then. Everybody's got someone that can speak so Underdark. Donnie is in control of all the communication. <laughs> oh, for fuck. the two right. the two translators for common. <laughs> we should have a, a like. Why doesn't Raylan take one of those? Because Raylan's been doing most of the talking for the couple. But I have Sarith, and Sarith can tell me and Elvin, and I can try common. All right. Plus stool. Yeah, I think we can all translate for everybody, can't we? It's st- as long as stool is around, you can do it pretty easily. But you can only do three that three times, times a day. day. Yeah, for ten minutes a time. All right, so I got pedo, Jim Jam. <laughs> you got pedo. 
Alright. So, yeah, the map is... This is like the overview map. So you're leaving Videlkinville now, and you're traveling towards Dark Lake and Sloobladop. Sloobladop. Can we make Sarath the navigator? Yeah, definitely. So Sarath will uh, <clears throat> take on that role with pride and, uh, you know, smugly say to everyone, yeah, I figured as much. And he will take the lead. We've got a mapper, a forager, a navigator, and a bunch of blind motherfuckers. <clears throat> yeah, so looking for some sources of light would be on the priority list probably. Yeah, I think that's a, a number one since the food and water is sorted. All right. Well, so should we go ahead and do some foraging then while we're at it? Yeah, you can go ahead and roll for foraging. And I think after you roll for foraging, I'm going to need to stop for today. Yeah. Just time-wise. Slubled up. Nice. Still got some stuff. 15. Cool. And what does that get you? Let's pull it up real quick. Whatever it is, it'll get me double. Dub double, yeah. Forging. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Where it is. Okay. You roll a 1d6 plus your wisdom modifier. So you succeeded to check. <laughs> um, what's your wisdom modifier? Plus. Two? Plus two, four, right? two, so three, so four total, and you get double that. So you find <clears throat> eight pounds of food and um, roll it again. Roll the d six one more time for water, and <laughs> you find uh, was that nine? So you've eighteen 12. gallons of water. He's doubling it. It would be twelve, right? Well, it's plus his modifier, so he gets plus three, so nine. Plus two. Plus two. Oh, okay, eight. So sixteen plus gallons two, of water. Right? But we should just distribute it, I guess. Yeah, I put a, like a tracker oh, on the right-hand side or in the journal thing. What I label that as. Tracking? Party inventory? I put a sheet in there if you just like throw it in there. Anybody can edit that. Yeah, if, if whoever's foraging can just put the stuff in, I guess. Where food? is this now? Uh, right over now. in the journal on the right-hand side of your screen. How under much food? Party, party inventory? Good. Yeah. All right, so what was that now? So water was 16 gallons of water, and your modifier was two, so you were three, six, six pounds of food. Is that like six days worth? For a medium-sized creature, yeah. Um, for a medium and small, sorry. So yeah, for small, medium, basically for anyone in your party right now, uh, you require a pound of food and a gallon of water a day. Anything smaller or larger than that requires more or less. Did I happen to find any illuminescent fungi? In my foraging? Um, let's see how that works. I'm adding my fungi bars as well. Fungi of the Underdark. You want to just list the good berries too? Well, I didn't cast it yet. How come not? Because I want to make sure we need them before I cast it because they only last 24 hours. Oh. Okay. If you don't eat them, then they're gone. Makes sense. What about uh, is Donnie foraging too with his special thing? Only one person is allowed to forage, right, for the whole thing? So, Donnie, uh, not Donnie, yeah, uh, what's his name? Who's foraging? Grimsby. Grimsby, roll me a, um, nature check to see if you can identify a fungi while you're foraging. Can I assist? Uh, sure. So again? Yeah. 
You do not find any fungi of note in your foraging this time. Hey, Jeremy, can I do a roll to see if I can figure out what those flying creatures were? Yeah, uh, Arcana. Hmm. Nice mm, roll. Damn. All right. So, the vulture-like creature was called a Vrock, V-R-O-C-K, and you would identify that as a demon. Oh, boy. So, first thing Should of note is that... Demons, uh, you don't really run into demons that much on the material plane that often, unless they are summoned or brought there by something else. So in terms of your experience with demons on the surface, it's kind of unusual to see a demon in general, but they are large flying demons and, um, they, uh, they act a lot like what they resemble, which are like vultures. So they are kind of like scavengers and... The other one was called a Chasme, C-H-A-S-M-E. It's also a demon. And um, yeah, you could make some, you had a really good roll, and also you saw evidence of what they do, but their wings, they, the tone that they emit um, can cause uh, less hardy creatures to kind of uh, turn to goo from the inside out. But both of them are large demons. Okay. It's correct. Uh, so it's been a, a day or so, right? Uh, since when? Since we like Donnie would definitely be eating that meat, like when uh, when we stopped to rest. Oh sure, yeah, go for it. How much meat did you get on the added? Are you sharing five, it in the group? Five pounds. Uh, Donnie's gonna hold it, but all right, then I'm not gonna put it in the party inventory. Right. Cool. He will definitely. If Are you gonna sharing try it to with cook it? Are you just gonna eat the raw demon uh, meat? Oh yeah. I think Donnie would probably just eat the raw demon meat. I don't know if he would offer it to like Raylan and um, Sher Sherwin and Boyd probably. Yeah, I think Grim Tooty too. But like his kid, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if they would eat it raw or try to cook it. Yeah, I don't think uh, Raylan would eat it. Sorry, I'm gonna have to retcon something because it's kind of breaking to do to let you do this. So. You when you cut the meat from the demon, uh, when the demon died, eventually, essentially, it turned into like a black ichor and sunk into the ground. Oh, so uh, it never blocked our path. <laughs> no, it's after it died. Okay. Yeah. But so nothing remained. Was right. there anything left, or just all milk? It just he just dies into <laughs> in the, like a huge pool of black ooze and sinks into the ground. Essentially, they're not supposed to be on the material plane. They're normally not on the material plane, so when they die, they turn into, like, black goo and go back to the abyss. Gotcha. Okay. So, I, I just Can Googled, I like, De how do you? what's the rules for eating demon meat? And the first thing was, like, you're not supposed to be able to because they turn to goo. <laughs> like, oh. I say the luminescent mold. What's so that? I'm thinking maybe it just needs the luminescent mold. Mm -hmm. Maybe it just needs to stick to something, so maybe I can stick it to stool. And it will come back to light. <laughs> well, the problem is like it doesn't emit that much light. It's not like it's it's yeah, glowing. It's it emits enough light for you to see that it's glowing, but it doesn't like it's not like holding a torch or anything like that. It doesn't that. illuminate anything. Yeah. If I scrape a ton of it and stick it on stool, we can have him like a little glow in the dark dildo. You can see where he is. Yeah. <laughs> just have him run out into it the darkness for you, and then he just disappears. <laughs> if something eats him. Hey, Jeremy, can you read me off that the money that I took again? I didn't write it down the first time. 
way back in the room before we jumped into the water. All right. Four gold pieces, 20 silver pieces, and a moonstone gem? That's correct. Moonstone uses the same currency? Gold's gold, man. 20 silver? <laughs> that was from memory, too. You're welcome. Yeah. Jordan, yeah. 20, 20, man over 20. There. 20. 20 gold pieces. Definitely 20. <laughs> oh, that's what I should should have did for Jim Jam. He should have been Rain Man. Yeah, definitely 20. Since he's big Walmart, I gotta go to definitely not my underwear all right guys it's 10:30. i gotta call it stops here um are we doing downtime right. stuff not from this point or... yet um i have kind of something planned for your first like setting up camp resting time yeah okay so, so what does the components kit have then just whatever i need yeah it's kind of a lame item but yeah it has whatever it's dumb as hell but yeah the the problem is it under it's it's spell component pouch or spell component pouch. Sorry, um, it should be in there. It's like something you can choose at character creation. But the problem is she's a cleric. But since cleric and druids share some spells, you can use it for any spell that you would cast that would is also a cleric spell, which I think Goodberry is. So you should be good with it. Okay. Let me just look it's it up real quick. Goodberry is being a druid's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Yeah, it's ah uh, no, it's only a druid and ranger spell. I was wrong. Ain't that so shit? So we can't really... cast it. Nope. You What's have to the find material some component though? Can you mistletoe. find that down there? Mistletoe. I'm gonna. You you can find the equivalent of it down here. Um, so you can something you can forge for as long as it's a plant thing. Would this be it's a not... separate foraging then. Yeah. But let's handle that separately because I want to look up the rules for that. For foraging, there's a different thing for like foraging for spell components and shit like that. Okay. As long as you're like, it's not like a level ten spell where you have to. One of the components is like a a golden calf. <laughs> something like that. I need to find a petrified eye of newt. <laughs> What's the rule for Stupid that? Fucking. Well, I just need to f craft a new. Spell focus, I guess. No, I need one too. I don't know the rules on that, and I think I looked it up, and it's like not clear, but I have some ideas. Yeah, there's a way to do that. All right, guys. Thanks for coming. Yep, good session. See you later. Everybody good for next weekend, more or less.